0: Yes, they had, after opening up in Baltimore. Baltimore taking Pittsburgh easily the first two games. It looked like it would be an easy uh, series for Baltimore, but then when they moved to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got hot.
1: Yeah. Nelly was superb as uh, Baltimore defeated Doc Ellis. McNally with nine strikeouts. And Baltimore really unloaded in game two before a sellout crowd at Memorial Stadium, defeating the Pirates 11-3. to But it was different, as Lou just mentioned, it, when they got to Pittsburgh... It was Steve Blass who throttled the Orioles, allowed them just one run on three hits, and the Pirates got by their first win of the series, winning it five to one.
0: That seemed to give them momentum, Vince, as they won the next one, uh, next game four to three, uh, and then shutting out Baltimore in the fifth game four to nothing. And now we're moving along to the sixth game, which uh, moves right back to Baltimore. Yeah.
1: And a good friend of yours of mine, Nellie Bryles, who's in the broadcasting business now, authored that shout-out, that Pittsburgh 4 nothing victory, a two-hitter for Bryles. But uh, some great names in there. I imagine if, if uh, Gene Clines is around and listening to this happen.
0: one, it ought to bring back some... Pretty good memories for him. I will uh, vouch that he's playing every inning and every pitch. And you mentioned names. Baltimore had uh, Buford. They had uh, Big Boop Powell. And, of course, they had Frank Robinson in the outfield and Brooks Robinson, the great Brooks Robinson, at third. While Pittsburgh coming up with the late Hall of Famer Roberto Clemente in the outfield. They had Stargell and, as you mentioned, Kleins. And also Al Oliver, who is still active, With the Rangers, uh, played center field also in that ballgame, and uh, Seguian was the catcher for Pittsburgh. And he the next three, and so now they're back
1: in Baltimore, and it's do or die for the Orioles. We'll be back with Game 6 right after this. For Game 6 of the 1971 World Series between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, we go to Jim Simpson.
2: Welcome back to Baltimore for the sixth game of the 1971 World Series, a series in which the Pittsburgh Pirates had swept their last three, and now only three games to two lead over the Baltimore Orioles, and should the Pirates win today, the World Series is all over. But remember, the Orioles won the first two at home, the Pirates won their three at home, and now Baltimore's back in its own Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. There's only one thing sure about today's ball game: it will be played, 10% chance of rain, and uh, the temperature at the moment, a delightful 67 degrees. This is Jim Simpson along with Bob Prince down to our right Bob Moose a relief pitcher a starting pitcher and he has been in relief twice in this World Series 11 games his high mark with the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1971 is warming up a right hander and off to our left behind third base Jim Palmer winner of 20 games during the regular season one of those four Baltimore 20 game winners who won the second game of the World Series in a laugher 11 to 3 but a game in which Jim threw 168 pitches. Moose and Palmer, right-hander against right-hander. The Pirates, if they win it, it's all sewn up. The Orioles, if they win it, we go to the seventh and deciding game tomorrow afternoon right here in Baltimore. For this sixth game of the World Series is Len Dillon from NBC New York and her engineer Dave Nolan out of WRC in Washington. Well, here are the lineups for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Leading off and playing at second base, Dave Cash. Batting second and playing at third base, Rich Hebner. Batting third and playing out in right field, the leading hitter for this 1971 World Series, Roberto Clemente. Hitting 429, and in 12 World Series games, five this year and seven back in 1960, Clemente has hit safely in every single one of them. Batting cleanup and out in the field, Willie Scargill, the Major League's home run hitter. Batting fifth in center field as Danny Murtaugh loads up with left-handers against the right of Jim Palmer, Al Oliver. Batting sixth at first base, he's hit two World Series home runs thus far, Bob Robertson batting seventh the speedy aggressive catcher Manny Sanguian batting eighth Jack Hernandez at shortstop not known for his hitting but in this World Series hitting well over 360 364 and Bob Moose is the starter eleven and seven on the year four point one one is earned run average he has been Moose has in a couple of these World Series games thus far both times in relief he pitched three and two-thirds innings in the first game gave up a run that was Don Buford's home run and three hits and then in a three-ball game last Monday he worked only one-inning total and gave up five runs and five hits the moves has been both hot and cold now for the Baltimore Orioles their lineup leading off and playing out in left field the switch hitter Don Buford batting second at second base and he is way up in the lineup Dave Johnson Batting third at first base, Boob Powell Then we come to the Orioles' leading hitter, Frank Robinson, hitting at 4-12, batting cleanup and playing right field. Merv Retman, right-handed batter, will be in center field today. Brooks Robinson, of course, at third base, batting sixth. Ellie Hendricks, left-handed swinging catcher, is behind the plate. Mark Belanger bats eighth. He's the shortstop, and Jim Palmer, 29 and 1-0 and in the World Series, is the pitcher. Mark Marquard. Who set a major league record for winning 19 consecutive ball games in one season has thrown off the first ball. The umpires today John Kibler behind the plate, Nestor Shylock down at first base, Ed Sudall at second, John Rice at third, Ed Bargo down along the left field line, and Jim Odom along the right field line. And looking around Memorial Stadium, we see that it is going to be much less than a capacity crowd. There are lots of seats as well as out in the left field bleachers and the right field bleachers. So we will have less than the capacity crowd here today for the sixth game of the World Series. As we said, there are two right-handers, Bob Moose, who has concluded his warm-ups, and Jim Palmer. And now the Orioles take the field. Lou Powell goes down to first base. Davey Johnson will be at second. Mark Belanger, the shortstop. Brooks Robinson at third base. Don Buford's out in left field. Merv Rettman in center field. Frank Robinson in right field and Ellie Hendricks is behind the plate. Jim Palmer the pitcher doing a little gardening in front of the pitching rubber scuffing it up a little bit. Palmer the right hander who by the way is a highball pitcher and a pitcher that many would tell you has the best stuff on the Baltimore staff has now begun his warm ups and again has done a little gardening and so just now has only thrown his second warm up pitch to Ellie Hendricks remember if the Orioles are to turn this series around if they are to win they must score some runs something they have not done in their last 17 innings they must keep the Pirates off the bases something they've only done three times in the last thirty three innings the Pirates have been on that much Pirates have come back here with a much different attitude than they had a week ago when they left down two games to none when they said let's get back to our ballpark and there's a lot of conversation uh, specifically that by Roberto Clemente that he does not think that Memorial Stadium in Baltimore is a major league ballpark and right back at him came the superstar of the Baltimore Orioles Frank Robinson who said "Well, he used to play in Forbes Field and this is better than that So a little bit of controversy going on but the big thing is as they say Bob Prince the game is the thing and Dave Cash is about to step in. The base, Jim Palmer, and here from the Pittsburgh Pirates, their voice, Bob. Kennedy. Thank you very much, Jim Simpson, and hello again, everybody. The lights have been on now for quite some time. It's a gray overcast day, as Jim Simpson told you. Very little threat of rain. The interesting uh, confrontation here today will be Palmer, high fastball pitcher, National League, trying to go for low balls. And there's a high pop off the first base side on the first pitch, and Boone Powell has a A little popper right up along first in fair territory, and one pitch, one away. Richie Hebner, two hits in the series, a home run with free and three runs batted in. Richie uh, batted at 271 on the regular season, 17 homers, 67 runs batted in. Hit a three-run homer off Palmer in that game. Hits a high fly out into uh, center field, and Palmer on two pitches has disposed of two batters. Bobby Clemente, the leading hitter in the series with nine hits, has hit safely in all World Series games in which he has participated. Twelve to be exact. Bobby in the regular season batted at 341. 13 homers, 86 runs batted in. As Jim Simpson reminds 14 innings in a row, the Pirates have had a base runner. And if they're to prolong that streak, Clemente must get aboard. The outfield will continue to play Bobby around to right. It is 3.09 to right, and it's high fastball. Ball one, no strikes. That's the first ball that's been recorded. Then it falls out to 3.60, 3.90, and 4.10 straight away. Clementi takes a breaking ball low, and it's two balls and no strikes. The Orioles, like everybody in the National League, continues to pitch Clementi outside, and he continues to hit around 3.40. And there's a ball hit into the gap in left center field. It's in between Buford and Rutman. It's going to be extra bases. Bounces off the tarpaulin out there. Come in. He's going to second. He's going to try for
3: third. The relay throw, and in time. Triple.
2: Baltimore Jim Simpson continuing to pitch him outside. Over their outfield around to the right. Now for the 15th consecutive inning, they're on, and Clementi pullbacks that one, a ripping drive right into the gap, straight away where there was nobody. Paul Blair finally getting it, rather Buford. And on the relay, not in time, so Clementi is on with a triple. Bobby now has hit safely in all 13 games in which he has played in the World Series and he wasted no time jumping on a fastball from Palmer Stargell the batter the 1 0 pitch a change it's low and inside ball two now while Stargell was in the throes of a very fearful slump he did ultimately pick up four base hits one of them a double drove in a run and he also has six walks and it's low ball three three and zero. Well it opened up very quickly with cash swinging on the first pitch popping him up to Boog Powell Hebner then flyed out to shallow center and Clementi starched one into center field for the triple 3 0 pitch just strike is called and it's 3 and 1 your umpires John Kibler at home plate Nestor Shylock at first Ed Sudol at second John Rice at third here's the 3 1 delivery and a swing and a miss right too. And Stargill in the game they met in game two. Stargill got one hit in three at bats, walked twice. Three balls, two strikes, and the pitch. And he strikes him out. Stargill attempting to hold up on the pitch, couldn't do it. No runs, a hit, no errors, and a man left. We go to the bottom of the first, there is no score.
4: Bush, St. Louis
2: along with Bob Prince Jim Simpson back in Baltimore as the Orioles who won their two games here last Saturday and Monday are back in town before their home crowd no score as the Orioles come to that for the first time and Don Buford will lead it off against Bob Moose Roberts in the first baseman Cash at second Hernandez at short Hefner at third Stargell and left Oliver in center Clemente in right and the catcher And Moose about the pitch to Don Buford Bob and Don Buford hit the first pitch off uh, Moose when they appeared against each other for a home run. Batted on the season at 290 and the pitch is low ball one. And Buford shortened up as though he might be bunting. Pirates have Hebner at third. Hernandez at short. Cash at second. Robertson at first. Stargell, Oliver, Clemente, at the outfield. Buford, a left-hand batter being played to pull. Coaching at third, Billy Hunter at first base. George Stoller. Moose on the one ball, no strike pitch. Fastball, base in the center field. That's out there by Oliver and Cooper gone. That'll bring up uh, Davey Johnson. Had three hits thus far in the series and two runs batted in. On the regular season, batted at 282, 18 homers, 72 runs batted in. So the Baltimore Orioles get a man aboard to lead it off. Hutch have now stranded 51 men on the base pass, or else if you care to go the other way, Baltimore pitching has stranded 51 pirates, a quick throw to first, and Bob Moose has the best move of any pirate, and perhaps as good a move as anybody anywhere over to first base. So Buford will have to be careful. And there was a throw that almost nailed him. Got him in a little bit of a walking lead. The way he switches those legs and goes over there, he's got as good a move as you'll ever see. The outfield around to the left. Moose will hide that ball behind the crook of the right knee now checks it first comes to the plate and it's in there for the strike. You don't get to see anything Moose is tossing until he delivers Hides the ball behind the crook of the right knee then gloves it very nicely and short arms you as they say there's a quick fast move to first as he reverses his feet and goes across and again Buford is back. Davey Johnson being played to pull the ball a little bit Stodgel rather deep and left Moose comes to the plate a breaking ball in there strike two it's called Pirates very obviously came to the ballpark today packed and ready to go home but that's only a common sense move if they win of course they'll go home if not they'll go home and unpack here to the hotel unpack and do it again tomorrow. The 0 2 delivery is outside he wasted his fastball a ball and two strikes Moose on occasion will show the knuckleball and basically that's just to give the batter the idea that he does have another pitch but his pitches normally he relies on pinpoint control and a good sinking pitch Kibler has called time on deck Boog Powell Buford the runner at first base bit of a gap over there off that right side as Robertson holds there now the look and the one two pitch and there's a hard foul off third and that ball missed by very little being a fair ball the stands on the third and first base side shut out very close to the foul line perhaps some two hundred and seventy feet down the line and the ball could hit fair go down there and hit that thing and then Ricochet on out in most any direction one ball and two strikes Buford the runner at first in the Baltimore first and there is no score pitch to Johnson and here's a foul back and he moved that one in on his fist running the ball in very tightly. wanted out that struggle didn't appear to be ready when Palmer struck him out in the first he was still winging his bat around and Palmer slid to strike three in there very quickly one ball two strikes and the pitch and there's a pop foul coming back overhead and holding one and two one of the most memorable occasions back in the year a couple of years ago when the New York Mets won the championship. They were struggling for their very lives to win it when the Pirates came into town to play them a five-game series. Buckos beat them a double header, then Moose through the no-hitter, and the Mets didn't lose any ground at all. One-two to delivery, a puller down to third. Hebner has it. On to cash for one on their first double play. So the Pirates go around the horn on a fast double play. Five to four to three. double play ball over in Pittsburgh Jim Simpson stood the Pirates in mighty good stead. Baltimore now brings up their number three batter two hits in the series Boog Powell batting a two fifty six no home runs one run battered in in the series in the regular campaign the top twenty two out of the ballpark the infield shift is on and a foul back off to the left and it's out of play. Hernandez on the first base side of second base and back about eight or ten feet on the outfield grass. The outfield away around to the right. Clemente is not playing foul too deep. No balls, a strike, two out and an on, no score. The pitch is a let up and it tails outside for a ball one and one. Moose, an all around athlete from Export, Pennsylvania. A great football player, has tremendous balance and is feeling. Uh, at the mound is exceptional there's a pop up foul no play available as it comes back overhead. a ball and two strikes the on deck batter Frank Robinson as in any World Series there's been a lot of to create the interest of the fans and a little bit of jabbing here and there between the Baltimore Club and the Pittsburgh Club there's no question of what Clemente has been outspoken in his dislike of this ballpark from the standpoint of playing in it there's a pitch into the dirt a ball that might have been his knuckleball that time two balls two strikes Moose now having a little beach trouble. There've been a lot of bees around here at Memorial Stadium. Ball two, strike two, two out, none on, no score. In the Baltimore first, 2-2 two, two to Powell. And a foul ball on a sinking pitch that caught uh, Kimber a little bit on the foot. 2-2. Two, two. Moose very basically with a sinking ball type of delivery. Is not an overpowering pitcher. He's uh, very low, under two points uh, in ERA, taking his intentional walks out of there. He does not walk too many batters. Two balls, two strikes. And the 2-2 pitch to Powell. High fly, right field, hit deep. Bobby Kameny goes up for it. Now drifts back a few strides and has it for the out to retire the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of one inning of play here in Baltimore, there is no score.
5: This year's biggest airfare discounts are here. Midway Airlines with 408 nonstop flights every week serving major cities. New York, Philadelphia, Cleveland, St. Louis, Detroit, Omaha, Kansas City, Washington, D.C. Midway Airlines now offers 191 weekly flights for at least... 50% off. That's right, you save at least 50% off O'Hare's one-way unrestricted coach fares. You heard it right. Midway's 191 super economy flights also include every flight on Saturday from close-in, hassle-free Midway Airport. These fares have no restrictions, no small print, no ifs, ands, or buts, and all flights have convenient departure times. A straight, honest 50% or more discount from Midway Airlines. Some Midway flights have even lower wholesale fares than last summer. So what do you say? Okay, midway. Okay, jet midway to New York for as low as $95, and now to Cleveland for only $48.
1: WGN Radio is presenting a rebroadcast of Game 6 of the 1971 World Series between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles on WGN Radio in Chicago
2: back in Baltimore for the top of the second inning Al Oliver Bob Robertson and Manny Sangean. Jim Palmer has completed his warm up Oliver left hand batter sets the step in and here again is Bob Burns okay Jim Simpson and Al Oliver the center fielder three hits in the series no home runs two runs batted in takes a darting pitch that's tailed away from the left hand batter Oliver last year used to really crowd the plate Palmer wasting no time back with a curveball and Fouled off the end of the bat to the left side, strike two. Oliver on the regular season battered to 282, 14 homers, 64 runs batted in, was platooned a lot by Danny Murtaugh. The 0-2 pitch and it's foul back again. That time Palmer ran the ball in on his fists. It'll be Oliver, Robertson, and Sangian in the Pirates second inning with no score in the game. Now the 0 2 delivery and there's a ball driven down the right field line fair ball bouncing into the corner and Robinson makes a fine play crashes off the wall comes up throwing Oliver's in with a stand up double pirates have now had men on base 16 consecutive innings and have a triple and a double to show thus far in the game. But the triple by Clemente occurred in the first inning with two down. Now Oliver starts it off with a double. Palmer in the game against Pittsburgh that he won 11 to three. He surrendered eight hits, stranded 14 batters, walked eight, and struck out 10. Now the batter Bobby Robertson. He's had three base hits, but two have left the ballpark, and they were telling blows. One that he hit for a home run in Pittsburgh when he missed the bunt sign, and one that he hit straight away. And his center field in Pittsburgh to help win the game. A swing as he tried to go to right field. That time very definitely, just trying to move the ball off the right side of the diamond to advance Oliver to third. Frank Osiak coaching at third for the Pirates. Over to the first base is Don leopard The Pirates, normally, down through the last several years, have been a very fine fastball hitting club. No balls and a strike. Oliver edging off second. The pitch is a slow curve hammered foul past third base. 0 two. The Doriole infield is straight away here. The outfield has swung to the left and Robinson is getting Robertson better than 90 feet of the right field line. It is 3 0 9 down both lines 4 10 straight away. Palmer has his sign now. And the pitch. And he crowds Robertson on that delivery. One ball, two strikes. And it failed inside in the fan spot here, Baltimore fans, that might have been on the strike zone. Two-two the count. Don't think there's any doubt, but what Palmer is possessed of the best fastball on the Baltimore pitching staff. He's up to Robertson on a two-ball, two-strike count. Here's the pitch. And it's driven to left field for the base hit. Oliver's going to try to score. Here comes the throw by Don Buford. They let it come through. It's not in time, and the Pirates lead one-nothing. Bobby Robertson drives in his fifth run in the series. Follows up Oliver's double with a line single to left field and out comes Earl Weaver. So the Buccos strike early here, at Jim Simpson. And Weaver out right away. Well he had Robertson nothing in two then went to two two and the pitch that he wanted to get the decision on he got it all right but not the way he wanted it now the batter Manny Sangin known as the road runner six base hit on the regular season battered at three one nine Earl Weaver has had his conversation with Jim Palmer. That single by Robertson is the third hit against Palmer. Sangin with a very heavy bat, almost 40 ounces. Fouls back the first pitch, strike one. And now there's some activity getting ready out in the Baltimore bullpen. And it is Grant Jackson, a left hander, that is up. And there's a little looper off the bat in the left center for the base hit. Bobby Robertson will stop at second. The Pirates have two men on and nobody out. And they are stinging that ball. And Dave Leonard is also up a right hander for the Baltimore Orioles. Well with two down in the first inning Bobby Clemente starts the tremendous triple to left center field. And he was stranded for the 51st runner left by Baltimore pitching. But here in the second inning Oliver screeched a double down the right field line Robertson singled him home Sangin is singled in the left center field sending Robertson to second the batter will be Jackie Hernandez Jackie in with four base hits Brooks Robinson comes up tight looking for the bunt, and boot power likewise at first the outfield is straight away from the stretch Palmer goes the bunt down off the third base side Palmer goes to second for the fourth or third for the fourth play. Hernandez wanted to get that ball closer down the line to make Bobby uh, Brooks Robinson feel the ball. Palmer made a very fine recovery and went right to uh, third base, and that will force Bob Robertson. So Sanguin is at second, and on a force play, Hernandez is at first, and the Orioles still look for a bunt from Bobby Moose, who on the regular season batted at 124 and he slams a foul off the first base side instead strike one Pirates lead one nothing on four hits the Orioles no runs on one hit. Bucks very early in the game turning their lineup over a slow curve way inside for a ball one and one Palmer doesn't appear today to be going to that real smoke. And he has plenty of that when he's right. One-one delivery. And the butt is pushed off over toward Boog Powell. Has only one play on to second base. Johnson covering a course at first. On the sacrifice, San Gian has gone to third. Hernandez into second. So it's two down. Remember now the Pirates all year long have been a great two-out scoring ball club. In one of the games they won over to Pittsburgh, 4 nothing. They scored all four runs after two were out. Jim Simpson points out that in the game that Palmer defeated Pittsburgh having only gone eight innings he pitched one hundred and sixty eight pitches cash the batter and he takes a strike. Cash uh, popped up the first on the first pitch in the first inning they're playing him as a right field hitter. San Guillen is at uh, third, Hernandez at second, and the sinking delivery low for the ball, a count of one ball and one strike. Activity continuing in the Baltimore bullpen. Grant Jackson, the left-hander, Dave Leonard, the right-hander. One ball, one strike. Palmer's delivery is hit foul off third, the count now one and two. If the Pirates are able to defeat Palmer today they will have swept four 20 game winners. A ball and two strikes. And the one two pitch. And there's a popper hit in shallow center coming up fast. Merv Redmond, dropping back Johnson. Johnson has it. The Pirates draw the first scoring opportunity with a run on three hits, no errors, and leave two. Going to the bottom of the second, Pittsburgh one and Baltimore nothing.
6: Hi, Pat Summerall to remind you that good household help is hard to find, except at True Value Hardware Stores. There you'll find a selection of quality-designed Rubbermaid products to provide helpful convenience all over the house. Use Rubbermaid stackable storage bins to organize kitchen utensils, or in the family room to store small toys and sewing notions. Rubbermaid shower accessories will help keep bathrooms looking neat. Plus, you'll find durable Rubbermaid pitchers, wastebaskets, and more at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers.
2: Robinson leads it off in the Baltimore second Moose starts him off with a sinking fastball that Robbie fouls at the feet of the plate umpire Frank is the leading hitter base hit wise but uh, Brooks Robinson's in with six Frank in with seven and Robinson's also had two home runs the outfield will play him around the left and we have a decided shift on uh, Robinson Hernandez is almost over where he can shake hands with Hebner. They give him everything up the middle of a diamond in the infield. The 0-1 delivery, swing and a miss, strike two. Took something off that one. Ron Santo of the Chicago Cubs absolutely doesn't want a bat at any time against uh, Moose. He has great success against the Cubs. The 0-2 pitch, curveball struck him out. Now the center fielder Merv Retmond will stand in. Merv batting at 3-1-8 on the season, 11 homers and 75 runs batted in, has had four hits in the series, with one homer and four runs batted in. Pittsburgh leading the Baltimore Orioles by the score of one to nothing as we play here in the bottom half of the second inning. They'll play Rettenmund the pull. Stargell is deepened and left and Redmond steps out as Bobby took just a little too much time and now Sangin is making a switch on Oliver moving him more straight away in center field now the pitch and a fastball foul back and that ball was running away from the right hand batter Pirates one run on four hits Baltimore no run on one hit one out in their second inning Moose again comes to the plate, wasting a fastball low and away. One ball, one strike. Moose will basically pitch off the first base side of the pitching rubber, but will on occasion move around a little bit. One ball, one strike. And a slow chopper hit down to the shortstop, Hernandez, corrals the bad hop, throws low, but held by Robertson, two away in the Baltimore second. Batter will now be Brooks Robinson in with six base hits, 272 batting average in the regular season, 20 homers and 92 runs batted in. Here in the World Series, he has driven in four runs. They play him the pull ever so slightly. Now Moose back, swinging and a miss on a breaking pitch outside. No balls, one strike two down and on and the Baltimore second the 0-1 delivery fastball up around the bill of the cap and the ball one strike one count as Jim Simpson pointed out a little earlier this is nowhere near a sellout here in Baltimore lots of empty seats uh, particularly in the upper deck and partially in the bleachers 1-1 pitch sinking low ball two two and one Nice balmy day gray and overcast very little chance of rain ball two, strike one delivery to Brooks and he started a fish on that one and got the pole out of the water and it's three and one now that's the deepest in the ball and strike count three and one on the minus side that Moose has gone to a Baltimore batter thus far ball three strike one Back with a fastball, hit it off the end of the bat. Robertson at first has it, takes him unassisted. And that off-speed stuff is so far very tantalizing to the Orioles. So at the end of two innings of play, the Pirates lead Baltimore by the score of one to nothing.
0: Game 6 of the 1971 World Series continues after this.
3: Nationwide is on your side.
5: When it comes to life insurance, whether you're single or married, man or woman, buying short-term security or planning for retirement, Nationwide agents are trained to provide the type of insurance you need in an amount you can afford. Call one today. Phil Zumer in West Chicago,
1: Mark Branson in Schomburg, Larry Barnett in Wheaton, Dennis Hartwig in Oak Forest.
2: along with Bob Prince Jim Simpson back for the sixth game of the World Series as we go to the top of the third inning which Pittsburgh leads one run they've had four hits and no errors and Baltimore's only had a single base hit that was the leadoff batter Buford in the first it was a race on a double play here's Hebner and here's
7: Bob
2: Hebner fly to center field swings and fouls back on the first pitch and there's one thing that basically thus far in the game the Pirates have been going after Palmer early on his deliveries they're not uh, trying to wait him out they're going at him the 0 1 delivery is a curve that missed outside one and one the outfield uh, playing Hebner very much to pull hit a three run homer against Palmer swings on a changeup. one and two. <laughs> Ellie Hendricks behind the plate. Washing out the sign. Now sets out to the left a little bit. And there's Hebner popping this one up into shallow center. Back Belanger Johnson in Redmond. It's going to be shortstop Belanger right in front of Redmond. And there's one away. Now here's Bobby Clemente, who has had, if there has ever been a vendetta, this might be it. <laughs> he just will not knuckle under and has now had 10 hits in the series and has hit safely in every World Series game in which he has participated 11 years apart seven straight games in the 60 series and of course in all of the games here pitch to him from Palmer and there's a the ball hit very deep the right field going back for it is Frank Robinson he's at the wall he uh, can't get it it's gone for a home run. Clementi continues to totally annihilate Baltimore pitching. And Bob Prince, one of the things that Roberto Clementi does not like about this Baltimore Stadium is there's a group of houses out beyond center field, and the white of the ball comes out of the white of the houses. Very difficult to pick up. But that is the sixth hit in less than three ball games that Roberto Clementi has hitting against that poor background. Makes the him in the background's good. A strike here to Willie Stargell a strikeout victim, his first time up. And a pitch is high for a ball and a count of one and one. Clemente now has a triple and a home run to go with Oliver's double, so in the five hits. Stargell hits it off the end of the bat down to Belanger, the shortstop. He throws to uh, Blue Powell, and there are two away. Clemente's home run is his first in the World Series. Now the batter Al Oliver who started the rally in the second inning with a ringing double to right came in to score when Bob Robertson singled to left and uh, Palmer starts him off with a curveball One and know I've not seen uh, Jim Palmer work too much Jim Simpson but he's working very rapidly I wonder if he's always been this way the one oh is in there a let up one and one Palmer does work rapidly but uh, I think the better observation is the one you made Bob and that is that he is not throwing the good smoking stuff today. Not too much. There's a foul back off what looked like the best fastball he's tossed out here this afternoon. A ball and two strikes. Just to recap, if you got into the picture now, it's Oliver doubling in the second and scoring. And now Clemente Homer. Big, high, lazy curve ballooning upstairs. And it's two balls, two strikes. We're in the top half of the third inning with two out. 2-2 delivery. Oliver fouls away. And again, Palmer takes something off his fastball. It's almost as if Palmer's trying to pace himself. And as Jim Simpson pointed out, he threw 168 pitches in the first game that he pitched. 2-2 delivery. Fouled away again. And the Bucks helped him out by going at those early couple of innings right after anything he fired up there. They lead here to nothing. pitch, fouled it back, and Palmer now is having his work cut out. Ball two, strike two, and two out. They're playing Oliver definitely as a slash hitter to left. He steps out. They give him a lot of territory out up the middle of the diamond and into right center field two ball two strike pitch from Palmer and it's low ball three three and two. The on deck batter Bob Robertson three two pitch and it's hammered off the first base side over goes Johnson to his left awaits for Powell at first and throws it over there and the side is retired. And that's the first time the Pirates have not had a runner's standard in this ballgame. They get a run on the home run by Clemente. On one hit, and we go to the bottom of the third, and Pirates lead Baltimore by the score of 2 to nothing.
3: Boy, GM has really put it together this year. Look at that car. George, we just can't afford it. Do you know how high the prime rate is? Honey, I don't even know what
6: the prime rate is. Instead of worrying about the bank prime rate, ask your GM dealer about GMAC. GMAC has financing right now at rates that make sense. So get that new Chevy, Pontiac, Olds, Buick, Cadillac, or GMC truck you want with help from GMAC. The financing people from General Motors. Because lawns come in all shapes and sizes, so do lawn chief mowers from True Value Hardware stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to suggest you choose from their wide selection to find the mower that best suits your needs. Like the Lawn Chief three horsepower 20-inch rotary mower loaded with features for just one thirty-nine ninety-nine, or the lawn chief twenty-two-inch three and a half horsepower rotary model for larger lawns priced at just one hundred forty-nine ninety-nine. Lawn Chief Moore's have earned the good housekeeping seal, and they're sold exclusively by participating True Value Hardware Stores.
2: As Roberto Clemente went out to right field, he got a standing ovation. So I would assume, Bob Prince, after what Clemente has said about the Baltimore Memorial Stadium, that the bands and the right field bleachers are down from Pittsburgh. Yes, they must have come in on the bus load. Clemente, by the way, uh, now has 11 base hits and the record for a six-game series of 12 held by Billy Martin. Well, here is Baltimore's catcher Ellie Hendricks, and the Pirates continue their shift against him. Nobody shifted against him like Pittsburgh throughout the season, according to the Pirate Scouting reports. Moose pops the fastball right by him letter high. Hernandez is out just about a step to the first base side of second. We invite him to go to left field. They give him everything the left field side of that infield. No balls and a strike and a tailing fastball moved outside one and one moose surrendered a base hit to buford in the first inning and then johnson hit into an around the horn double play from third to second to first Boog Powell hit the ball rather sharply but high and deep into right and Clemente gobbled it up then moose set the birds down in order in the second and now works here to hendricks the ball and a strike For the first bobby robertson has it takes him unassisted And that's two outs in a row for Robertson unassisted there's one down in the Baltimore third with the Pirates leading Baltimore by the score of two to nothing.
7: Mark
2: Mark Belanger three hits in the series the Baltimore shortstop batting eighth in the lineup. Moose's fastball missed upstairs above. Shade, uh, Belanger a little bit into right. Pirates, two runs on five hits. Baltimore, no runs on one hit. With one out in the third and nobody aboard. And he just dropped that one under his knees for a ball two count, two and oh. two balls no strikes to Mark Belanger 2-0 delivery rushes him back off the plate and it's three and zero. now this is the deepest in the ball no strike count that Moose has gone thus far today in two and a third Belanger on the regular season batted at 266 no homers 35 runs batted in now the 3-0 delivery right down the pipe and it's three and one. Jim Palmer, the on deck batter. 3-1 pitch to Belanger. Just underneath, he walked him. So that'll bring up Palmer, who on the regular season batted at 196. Palmer, in the game that he won, game two, walked twice to drive in runs, which was uh, somewhat unusual. He walked in the fourth inning of Game Two to drive in a run. He did likewise in the fifth. Hebner up tight at third, looking to the right-hand batter, and a swing and a miss—strike one. The regular season, Palmer drove in nine runs, did not hit any home runs. Pirates lead two nothing with one out and one on here in the third. Moose again ready. Checks Belanger. Play. The ball, two-strike pitch. And Palmer shortened up that time as though he was going to bunt, took a breaking ball outside, so it's one and two. Just tuning in, in the first inning with two out, Clemente tripled. That extended his World Series batting streak to 13 games. He was stranded. Then Oliver led off with a double in the second, and Robertson singled him home, and Clemente homered over the right field wall in the third. One-two pitch, Palmer bunts it. And Bobby Moose will go to first base where Cash has it. So on the sacrifice Falanger moves into second and becomes the first Baltimore baseman to get that far. Now here's of course Earl Weaver Jim Simpson trying to just get one run in. And that opportunity is presented as Buford who singled in the first inning stands in. Then one hit surrendered by Moose. Now the second base runner, Belangeron, on a walk. Gubert, a left-hand batter. Pirates playing the pull. Sun begins to break out a little bit more, but the lights are still on here at Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Ebner very close to the line at third Hernandez almost behind second on Buford there's a sinking pitch low ball one one ball no strikes delivery backed up and went over to the inside corner for a strike looked like it was going to be inside to Buford but the ball just ran out on the plate and a count of one and one again Bobby Moose ready checks for out at second fastball this time and he missed with it two and one Buford considered to be one of the finest leadoff batters in all of baseball batted on the season at uh, 290 had 19 homers. Fifty-four runs batted in. Ball two, strike one. And it's fouled away to the left as he came in on him that time, right in on the thighs. And the count is two and two. Baltimore has now gone 19 and two-thirds innings without scoring a run. And uh, Baltimore fans of course wonder just how long that can uh, keep up now Moose again ready on the 2 2 pitch and he strikes him out with a fastball right in the wheelhouse and that is his second strikeout and so at the end of three innings of play Pittsburgh two runs on five hits Baltimore no runs on one hit.
4: When I was a little girl, I remember wearing Salerno butter cookies on my finger like a ring. We used to eat the petals one by one, but now that Salerno makes so many new things, I wonder what kids do with them.
3: We the left, loud and clear and, short and
6: Knows how to make good old-fashioned cookies, and we still make them. Come to think of it when it comes to quality, you've still got us right where you want us. Wrapped around your little finger.
3: We've got you wrapped around our little finger, around our little finger, Selena. I got you, Selena.
1: WGN Radio is presenting a rebroadcast of game six of the nineteen seventy-one World Series between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles on WGN Radio in Chicago
2: up three games to two
0: the Pittsburgh
2: Pirates leading this this ballgame by the score of two to nothing and of course they win today it is all over Bob Robertson Manny Sandian and Jackie Hernandez to face Jim Palmer here in the uh, top of the fourth inning Bob and time is running out on the Orioles and you point out something you can now make it 20 in a row Baltimore hasn't scored a run well here's Bob Robertson who singled and picked up his fourth series hit driving in his fifth series run. Back in the second inning, that single followed a double by Al Oliver. Palmer delivers, and he's way outside, ball one. It is 3.09 now down both lines, and then it falls out gradually to 3.60, 3.90, and 4.10. The 1-0 pitch is a fastball at the knees, count of 1-1. One and one. Baltimore outfield shading Robertson to pull. 1-1 one, one pitch, started to go for it, took it outside and low, and it's ball two, strike one. Jim Palmer comes straight overhand. Two ball, one strike delivery. Change up, hit foul, twisting out of play to the right up into the seats. Pirates lead, two nothing. Here in the fourth inning. 2-2 delivery. And there's a base hit to left. Right in the gap between Robinson and Belanger. And that is the sixth hit of the ball game. And thereafter, Jim Palmer with a vengeance. Now, Manny Sanguian, who's singled back in the second inning, will be the batter. San Guillen will be played to the right the left fielder Buford is getting him about 80 feet of the left field line and San Guillen on occasion when he gets his pitch has been known to rip ferocious shots right down the left field line outside as they pitch him away ball one one ball no strikes Sandillian dances to get out of the way of an inside pitch, and it's two and zero. Oh. Now there's a little activity getting ready in the Baltimore bullpen. They've been up once already. Ball two and no strikes. Sandillian hitting a high foul up along first. Boog Powell may have a play. Drifts over and in there. One out. The same two men left handed J- Grant Jackson right handed Dave Leonard are up and I think Jim Simpson particularly with Dave Leonard he's pitched as many innings in the bullpen as any of the Baltimore players through the front uh, five games. Hernandez who's been a surprise hitter for the Pirates with four base sets. Robertson off uh, first base. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Pirates leading 2 nothing as they play in the top half of the fourth inning. Hernandez had three home runs on the regular season and 26 runs batted in. Jove in most of his runs against Philadelphia and hit all three of his home runs against Philadelphia at Veterans Stadium. There's a foul back in a count of strike two and two. He's from uh, Cuba. He's still trying desperately to get his mother out of Cuba. Most of his brothers and sisters by now have been reared and he's doing his best to uh, get her out of there he now resides in Miami Florida no balls two strikes and the 0-2 pitch is a change curve in there for a strikeout so that is the second strikeout for Palmer and we'll bring up Bob Moose Bob bunted in the second inning for a sacrifice Robertson the runner at first base two men down and the Pirates leading by the score of two to nothing. Most being played very definitely as a right field batter. Takes a fastball streaking in at the letters for a strike. Palmer right back with another fastball this time below the knees one ball one strike. On the 1-1 delivery, a hammering swing and a count of a ball and two strikes. Sun now beginning to break out. Very pleasant day here in Baltimore. 1-2 pitch. And there's a chopper down to Boog Powell. And he takes it unassisted to retire the side. So the Pirates stand another runner. And that they've done in every inning. So it's no runs one hit no errors and a man left and we go to the bottom of the fourth inning pittsburgh two and baltimore nothing let a three-time indy 500 winner and current national driving champion tell you why he asks for Pennzoil motor oil hi i'm johnny
6: rutherford we use Pennzoil in the race car for top engine protection at high speeds but in my own car i want engine protection plus good gas mileage that's why i'm more of a
5: Pennzoil fan now than ever because Pennzoil does save gasoline you see, Pennzoil engineers have made it even more slippery. This means there's less friction where engine metal meets engine metal, so the engine runs easier. And the easier an engine runs, the less gasoline it drinks up.
2: Johnny Rutherford knows gas-saving oil. There's quality in every extra mile. Available in 10W30 and 10W40.
7: America has asked for Pennzoil
2: This is Jim Simpson and the bugle call here at Memorial Stadium is charged for the Orioles they've not done much charging in the last 20 innings Bob they have had no runs and only four hits against Pirate Pitcher Dave Johnson who wrapped into a double play back in the first inning leads it off for Baltimore in the fourth as they present Johnson Powell and Frank Robinson Bobby Moose works to the right hand batter right over the plate with a fastball taking all the way. Pittsburgh leading to nothing. The 0 1 delivery hits foul over to the right out of play. Bobby Moose is most aware of the fact that on deck is Boog foul. So it behooves him from the Pirates standpoint to keep Johnson off the base pass. Leading off here in the fourth. No balls to strikes to Dave Johnson a very superior second baseman. The O2 delivery is pulled back to Moose he can feel this position beautifully he does and throws over one out. Jim Simpson I know you've done a lot of football and you've seen those halfbacks that can give you the leg and take it away and everything doesn't Moose remind you much of that terrific Bob great reflexes you you look for reflexes in the third baseman not that kind of reflex in the picture not that kind of move. Boog Powell flied out rather deep to right field in the first inning the infield shift is on time has been called Hernandez wants Ed Sudol to call time I believe he wants to get his sunglasses readjusted out there Hebner is a good 30 feet wide of would oh, be playing what would be the hole position at short on Boog. Bob Moose works to him at a swing and a miss and that had to hurt his hand you could just tell right then that hurt that hand the big fella playing an obvious pain. Best example of how when you swing and miss you try to just try to throw a golf ball sometime real hard you just don't have that that resistance that you have to have and that had to hurt Boog that time no balls in a strike the pitch. And his breaking balls inside below the knees. The ball one strike one count. Pirates lead here. Two nothing, one out, none on in the fourth inning. One ball, one strike pitch. There's a high pop into shallow center. Back goes Hernandez. And he's there. And it's two down to Frank Robinson, a strikeout victim in the first inning. Pittsburgh leading 2-0 in the game. That's for them if they can win, will send them home with their second world championship in 11 years. And in a series almost as unbelievable as the one in which they defeated the Yankees in 1960. A complete reversal of form thus far in the series. So Frank Robinson, the batter. And there's the ball hit out right toward Bobby Clemente. He comes up to get it. And Moose has a very quick one, two, three inning. We go now to the top half of the fifth inning. The Pirates of Pittsburgh leading the Orioles of Baltimore two to nothing.
1: Game six of the 1971 World Series continues after this.
3: Meet Button Gwinnett, 240 years old, the least known and only living signer of the Declaration of Independence. Mr. Gwinnett. Call me Button. Uh, Button. To what do you attribute your long life? An apple a day really worked for me. Early to bed, early to rise helped a lot, more than it helped Ben Franklin, who said that. Did you know. I know. I also avoid unhealthy health habits, like the plague. Anything else? I try to avoid plagues, too. Oh, today there's a lot of confusion over what's good and bad for health. It's a mishmash. Well, that's why the U.S. Public Health Service is offering a free health-style checklist. It's designed to clear the air on many health hazards. We used to have such clear air? I mean, the booklet helps clear the air of confusion over what's good, what's bad for health. Well, I took that health style quiz. With my healthy attitude, I could live another century, give or take a decade. Great! If you want to get into health, write Health Style, Box 47, Washington DC, 20044. Say it slower. I still write with a quill pen. Health Style, Box 47, Washington DC, 20044. You wanna arm wrestle? Oh, you're an old man. I'll take ya.
2: Top of the fifth inning in the sixth game of the World Series from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, the Pirates, thanks to a double by Oliver, a single by Bob Robertson and a home run by Clemente lead the Orioles by the score two to nothing. As Dave Cash steps in against the Birds, Jim Palmer. Bob? Dave Cash up for his third time, 0 for 2. Takes a breaking ball down low, ball one. Cash popped up to first in the first inning, popped up to second base in the second inning. This time, hit the chopper to the shortstop, Belanger. It's a bill high hop he throws on the boot pal and is one away. Now Richie Hebner who fly to center and popped the short stands in. Palmer to the left hand batter just tied him up a little bit. He had an inside out swing that time and fouled it off to the left. Very controlled swing basically by Hebner the 0 1 pitch and it's high away for the ball. He has tremendous wrists, and basically that's from two things which you've heard much about playing hockey and digging graves 1 1 delivery a swing and a miss strike two. <laughs> One ball two strikes. Armor right back with a fastball, crowded him right in on the fist on the count of two and two. In the second inning, Hal Oliver doubled, Robertson scored him. Then in the third, Cimetti single a home run over the right field pavilion out there, and that made it two nothing. And Clementi has a triple and a home run in as many at bats. Is the leading batter in the series with 11. Three balls, two strikes now to Hebner. Jim Palmer, the right-hander, ready. Kicks, delivers, and he's ball four upstairs. And now Hendricks is going to drive. They want an appeal. Out comes Earl Weaver. They're going to ask Kibler to appeal to the first base umpire, Nestor Shylock. They're not uh, complaining about the strike. That that normally would be automatic uh, obje- ejection from the game. He wants Kibler to look down to Nestor Shylock and get a ruling. It is true that Hebner started his swing. And checked off it in the opinion of uh, Kibler and Palmer has now issued his first walk. Now in the game that he won he walked uh, earlier in this series In the second game he walked eight. This is the first walk here. So the back again have another man on. They've had a man on in every inning. And here's Bobby Clemente with a triple and a home run. tripled right up the middle a tremendous blast and the home run went over the head of Frank Robinson at the 360 Martin just kept going and right field one out over his head for the ball that wasn't what you'd call a real knockdown pitch but it went in over his head and Flametti has been known on things where you think on a curveball like that Many observers say you never knock a man down with a curveball but Magley never heard about that. One ball no strike pitch and Bobby fouled back step back a little bit that time one and one that was just a lazy curveball by Jim Palmer that slipped and came in over his head. There was no intention whatsoever to uh, him back one ball one strike. Kevner at first Pirates lead to nothing we're in the fifth. Bobby drives it deep toward center. Merv Retman is right there and has it for the out. So they finally get many out. Uh, he made good contact right at Retman. Now with two down, here's Willie Stargell. Willie is 0 for two. Has been ominously quiet as far as Pirate fans are concerned. He hit 48 home runs in the regular season. Pittsburgh leading two to nothing with two down and a runner on here in the fifth inning and Palmer upstairs to him ball one this game moving right along thus far as both Palmer and Moose waste no time in coming to the plate with their pitches now the one the to, 1-0 to Stardewl, tail to the outside corner for the called strike and it's one and one one ball one strike quick throw to first and Bobby Robertson or rather Richie Hebner is back very little move on the part of a runner at first with Stardwell up there the one one delivery a change in there strike two one and two Pirates have two runs on six hits Orioles no runs on one Gen Jen Palmer ready. One-two to Stodjoe. A swing and a miss. He stuck him out on a fastball. And again, the Pirates stand a runner. No runs, no hits, no errors, and a man left. And we go to the bottom half of the fifth, and the Pirates lead the Orioles two to nothing. Your
6: lawn could die of thirst this summer if it has to depend on the weather to get the water it needs. So be sure you've got quality hoses you can depend on from True Value Hardware stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you True Value nylon-reinforced vinyl hoses are designed to stand up to the heat and remain flexible in cold weather. And right now, you can get their 60-foot True Value hose for $9.99 or the super-rugged 75-foot length for $14.99. Both have 5-8-inch inner diameter and are available only from participating True Value hardware stores.
2: Redmond steps to the plate. Here's the voice of NBC Sports Jim Simpson. Thanks Bob Prince. Bob loses first pitch cut on and fouled by Redmond. Strike one as we go to the last of the fifth inning. Two to nothing the Pirates lose. right back with a fastball. It's too high. It's one ball two strikes. The Orioles have now gone 21 World Series innings with no runs and have only four hits over those 21 innings. Lose today and it's all over. They head for Tokyo to play an exhibition series over there not as the world champions if they lose today but rather as the runners up in the World Series Bob Moose the sixth different Pittsburgh starting pitcher in six World Series games back ready again breaking pitches of strike in the letters. This was done by the Dodgers years ago. They started six different starters against the Yankees and then Johnny Pottery came back in the seventh game to beat them. One ball, two strikes. Letton in the right-handed batter swings at a breaking pitch and it's fouled off to the left toward the oil dugout and goes into the dugout. <laughs> Pirates have their two runs on six hits, one of them a home run by Roberto Clemente, who has also tripled, and Baltimore's leadoff batter in the first inning Buford single, erased on a double play. There's been one base runner since. That was Mark Belanger in the third who walked. right are still on, they have been, and what suddenly had is now gone. Breaking pitch is too high. It's two balls, two strikes. Bob Prince told you both Jim Palmer and Bob Moose currently on the mound are working very fast. Both have shown exceptional control thus far, and that is Moose's strong suit. Not the blazing fastball, but excellent control. 2-2 pitch, it's up and then tight. Ball three, strike two to Merv Rettman. Retman has that three-run homer in the World Series. Hernandez, the shortstop, plays Retman to hit the ball up the middle, plays it over near second base. Big gap between Hernandez, the shortstop, and Hebner at third. Moves back 3-2, foul to the screen. Retman third in the American League this year behind Tony Oliva and Bobby Mercer in hitting with a 318 average. Baltimore all year long employing a four outfield outfielder system the fourth man not playing today great center fielder Paul Blair back with a 3 2 pitch again ground ball up the middle back for a backhanded play as cash the to first he's got it they have cash roaming far to his right to backhand the ball near second base on the grass wheeled and threw and got Rutman, who has pretty good speed getting down the first base. And here is Brooks Robinson. Robinson rounded to Robertson to end the second inning fooled on a breaking pitch down it up the right side of the infield one out in the last of the fifth. Moose throws him a fastball This when it hits to the right face hit the right field. Second hit off Bob Moose. And here comes Ellie Hendricks the big strong home run hitting left handed hitting Baltimore catcher. Roberto Pineda backs up a few steps out in right field. Oliver switches over to right center field, and Hernandez goes almost to second base from the shortstop position. Our bullpen begins to get busy. A swing of Hendricks' bat, and we've got a brand new ball game. Bob Johnson up and throw. He was a starter here. Breaking pitch down low and away. traps it. Ball one to Henry. And Luke Walker, who has also started the game. Two former series starters are now warming up in the Bucko Bullpen. First time that's been active. Danny doesn't want to let this game get away. Baltimore is trying to get back in the game. The pitch in low. It is ball two to Hendricks. Russ Robinson on at first with one out in this 2 nothing ball game. We are in the last of the fifth. Hernandez has actually shifted to the first base side of second base. He's moved over a couple of more steps. Good on the count. Loose throws, popped up foul, probably will get out of play, but Hedler's going to come over and see near the oil dugout, but it's at least five rows back Two balls, one strike. Billy Hunter, the third base coach of the Orioles, was telling Richie, forget it, don't go after it. But Hedler, you'll recall. For the final out in that 5-1 to one ball game, the beauty pitched by Steve Blaster on Tuesday up in Pittsburgh climbed up into the seat and made a catch for the uh, big out in the ninth inning. Revolves one strike. Hendricks Lake moves out of the stretch. Fastball drilled to center field. Oliver was over right center. Now comes over to left center. Taps his glove and takes it for the second out. More in the third game had three base hits. They lost that game in the fourth game which they lost. They had four hits in game five against Nelson viles they've only could manage two hits and here today they have two more hits. That's a total of a hits since game three. Mark Belanger walked on the three one pitch back in the third Rich Robinson still on in first base now two out of the last of the fifth of this two nothing ball game. It's just misses outside. Fastball, strike one. They play Belanger, who had no home runs at all during the 1971 season. A little bit around to the right to hit to the opposite field and very shallow. Moves back inside this time, 2-0. Well, then he went 2-0 on Hendricks and then got him on the line drive to left center field. Brooks Robinson hit the first pitch he saw in the fifth inning. He's at first base with a base hit. Bruce ready throwing 2-0. Oh. It is in under the hands. Inside, it is ball three. No strike. Palmer is on deck. Nobody is warming in the oil bullpen. But of course, ball four here could change Earl Weaver's strategy. As Brooks Robinson would move down to second base and Mark Belanger the tying run to be on at first. 3-0, and, oh, and he's taking all the way, and he takes a strike. Now he steps out to look down to Billy Hunter again to see whether or not he should take again. On three balls, one strike. Robinson moves off at first base, not being held on the back by Robertson. Picked up under his chin. Ball four. Looks. Robinson goes down to second. Mark Melanjar with a second walk of the ball game. And with two outs, Jim Palmer will hit for himself. Weaver not going to his bench for hitting strength with two out and Brooks on at second and Mark Colangro on it first. a Palmer, a 20-game winner. Great fastball. And this ball game is not out of hand yet. That's two to nothing. Weavers decided to keep it rather than to go to his bullpen. Last time up, Palmer. Sacrifice. takes ball one, it's in foul. Palmer looks down to Billy Hunter. And they might have Jim taking a few pitches along the way here. If he can't get aboard with the walk, as Bob Prince told you, he walked twice to drive and runs in the game that he won last Monday, 11-3. to three. Swinging, though, and the foul back to the screen and runs up under our boot. One ball, one strike. Bob Johnson the right hander Luke Walker the left hander still out in the Pirate bullpen Johnson started the second game against Palmer and of course Luke Walker started that night game on Wednesday swinging a miss that a game that it's one ball two strikes it was Walker that Bruce Keeson relieved on Wednesday night and did such a superb job in winning the fourth game of the World Series. Lewis in his first real jam. First time Baltimore's had a couple of base runners in the ballgame. And he strikes out Palmer and is out of the jam. Palmer strikes out with Robinson at second and Belanger on at first. A run's one hit, no errors, and two left. He's on five full innings. The Pirates two, Baltimore nothing.
0: Game six of the 1971 World Series continues after this. Marvelous Melons. That's what you'll find in Jewel's Farm Stand
2: Market. Look for our bright yellow canary melons. They're extra sweet and juicy.
0: Surprise yourself with Santa Claus melons. They look like watermelon outside and honeydew inside. Choose pink-fleshed persians, cool golden cassavas,
5: and, of course, you want the favorite, cantaloupe. Scoop out half and crown it with sweet ice cream. It's the nicest way to cool a hot summer day. Through Wednesday,
2: large cantaloupe, net weight 28 ounces, are only 59 cents each. And for hot cakes or shortcake or whatever you please, our plump and ripe farm stand blueberries are the best. Through Wednesday, they're only 79 cents a pint. All of these summer delights and more are waiting for you now to enjoy one of each or a basketful from the farm stand market at Jewel. That's some
0: pickings.
1: WGN Radio is presenting a rebroadcast of Game 6 of the 1971 World Series between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles on WGN Radio in Chicago.
2: Jim Simpson along with Bob Prince and the Boos, they have as they clear the bases here and uh, drag that infield at the end of the fifth inning. A young, pretty young girl by the name of Linda Warehunt who will go out and sweep off each of the bases, and then she will go to the third base coach, and most of the time she will kind of dust his shoes. But some of the time, as she did down here last Monday, she will sweep dirt onto the opposing coach's shoe. The boo you heard was that Frank Osiak, the third base coach, just waited until young Linda Wareheim disappeared down the left field line before he decided to come out. Well, the arrows have had two men on base or had two men on base. For the first time since the first inning of the fourth game when they scored three runs. The first Earl Weaver did not go to his bench, allowed Palmer to uh, bat for himself, and he struck out swinging. And that threat, for the first time they've had that kind of threat since the fourth game, has gone right down the drain. Here's Al Oliver, who has doubled and scored ahead of Robertson single in the second inning, and grounded out in the third inning. Strike one, fouled off. Bomber wants a new baseball. Big Bob Robertson, who is two for two today in his home state of Maryland, waits on deck. Two to nothing, the Pirates. Bomber back and throws a fastball. Left field, Buford trots a few steps over and back to his left and takes it for the first out. And here's Robertson. Drove in the run. Al Oliver, who had doubled a right center with a base hit in the second and singled. To lead off the fourth and was left there as the next three men went down in a row before Jim Palmer. They played Big Bob, an uppercut, uppercut swinger way around the left. Land is a full hitter, although the infield does not shift against him. And there's a swinging foul tip. Strike one. John Kibler behind the plate today. Nestor Shylock, who will be behind the plate if there is to tomorrow, down at first base. Ed Tudol at second John Rice the umpire third Ed Bargo along the left field line and Jim Odom along the right field line change and it's out of the strike zone too high to Bob Robertson one ball one strike. Palmer ready for the fastball popped up may get out of play and does to the right behind the Pittsburgh dugout very deep in the seat. Robertson drove in San Guillen in the second. The other Pittsburgh run and the only other one of the ball game came in the third when Roberto Clemente hit a home run to right field. One ball, two strikes. Palmer throws, line drive right at Mark short shortstop. Two down. Robertson hit the ball very hard. Had he moved it one side or the other, questionable whether or not Belanger could have gotten it, but it was right to it. Here is Manny Santiago. Wilts a single into center in the second inning and fouled out to Boob Powell in the fourth. One for two. Sangean, as you know by now, listening or watching the World Series, is not up there to take a lot of pitches. He is up there to swing and swings at the first pitch and fouls it back. Fangian has stayed true to form in this World Series in a bat 21 times officially and hasn't walked once. strike one pitch is a breaking pitch way outside one ball one strike to Sandian 319 hitter during the regular season has a lifetime average of better than 300 Palmer working very fast high fastball fouled at the plate by Sandian Palmer's fastball is a high fastball and of course the National League umpires are well it's a low ball league is what it is. And Palmer in his other game last Monday had a little trouble with his control. He's had back problems and until he gets that back loose and relaxed the ball stays much too high. And of course he walked a bundle of people. Eight little chopper Belanger shortstop ready throws on the first to get the speedy San but but how is off the bag. San Guillen is one of the quickest catchers we've seen. In recent years, Danny Murtaugh, in talking about it, that's the base hit they give him. Say he simply beat it out. Danny Murtaugh, talking about Sandian on the Pittsburgh bench the other day, was saying that, believe it or not, Walker Cooper, when he came up with the Cardinals years ago, was faster than Sandian. And so Sandian is on with the seventh base hit. And Powell, who is healing in foul territory off first base to retie his right shoe I think is also saying something to Nestor Shardock the first base umpire he runs seven hits no errors for the Pirates no runs two hits and no errors for Baltimore Bob Prince and I have a television monitor in our booth and uh, they replayed it and it was close oh so close Jack Hernandez who bunted into a fourth play in the second and looked at a change up curve drop over for strike three in the fourth is up on this monitor Boog Powell's having all kinds of trouble getting his right shoe back on and I'm sure it's happened to many air travelers who take their shoes off and about four hours later find their feet have swollen a little bit can't get the shoe on Boog is still operating he's had to unlace that entire matter to get that right foot reencased with the Baltimore cleats. You know, there's a story that Bobby Goldsboro, the entertainer, tells Bob about uh, Boog Powell when he's playing for Key West. Bobby was playing for a team up in uh, northern Florida, and when they came up, they didn't know how to stop the pitching of George Meyer now in uh, the National Football League as a quarterback, and the hitting of Boog Powell. And I'll tell you about what happened in the moment. Here's the pitcher Hernandez. It's a strike. They figured the only way that Boog could not hurt him is if he did not play, so they swiped his shoe. And the manager of the Key West team refused to play against Bobby Doerr's team until he got some shoes. So they went down and got a sporting goods store owner to open up his store, give him the biggest pair of tennis shoes he had in the place. He played, and I asked Bobby, uh, "How'd he do?" He said, "There's still two home runs somewhere in orbit over Northern Florida." True story. One strike to count to Hernandez as Palmer checked over, keeping Sandian, who has stolen a couple of bases here, he has to dive back now. He has stolen two bases in this World Series and the word is around the pirate bench when they get a man on base they're liable to let him go at any time. They have had great success in running against the Baltimore catching Pittsburgh to Baltimore nothing we are in the top of the sixth of the sixth game and the way it's going now could be the last Hernandez straight away center field Redman has to come in Johnson goes out now and he is the one that takes it in short right center field a run one hit no errors. And now the Pirates in this series have left 56 men on base. We go to the last of the six. Pittsburgh 2, Baltimore 1. Jim Simpson Bob Prince from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore Maryland Maryland in the sixth game of the World Series which can be over if the Pirates can win it we'll go to the seventh Baltimore comes back In the ball game thus far it's Pittsburgh two runs, seven hits no errors Baltimore no runs, two hits and no errors as Don Buford leads it off Bob Moose is pitching and here's Jim Simpson thanks Bob Prince. 22 innings now the Orioles have gone without a run in this World Series Buford let off the ball game with a single later a race. On a double play and struck out swinging at a fastball in the third. Bob Moose, the sixth different Pirate starter, has them two to nothing and throws the fastball at too low. It's ball one to Buford. Hebner, knowing Buford's percentage better than 41% of the times as a leadoff batter he got on base in 1971, that's the kind of leadoff batter he is. Hebner comes in at third base. Back with a fastball, it's fouled back. It's one ball, one strike. Orioles only have two hits. And since they left Baltimore last Monday to go play up in uh, Pittsburgh, they've only had a total of 11 hits. They had 14 singles in that second game. On ball, one strike. Pitch hits something off of it. It stays outside. Two balls, one strike to Don Buford. But Davey Johnson swinging a bat, kneeling on deck. Hernandez over near second base, the shortstop. ball it's too high. It's three balls, one strike. Moose has walked two men, or I should say one man, twice. Mark Belanger in the third and the fifth. Other than that, his control is been excellent Now he's three and one on Buford, who takes all the way and takes the strike. Three balls, two strikes. Bob told you, Moose, if you take away those intentional walks that he gave up throughout the season. Average surrendering less than two runs for nine innings but Bob Moose average giving up 10 hits for nine innings. The ball two strikes pulls foul into the seat down the right field line bounces back out onto the playing field and Roberto Clemente will have to retrieve if there is to be a seventh game it will take place at two o'clock Eastern Time tomorrow Baltimore's laws prevent the starting of a sporting event on a Sunday before 2 p.m three balls two strikes to Buford now the Baltimore fans realize they got to get in business and begin to clap it up comes back with a fastball drive deep to right field but Cometti is back watching as it goes. Well his first appearance in the series has come back with his second home run off Bob Moose. Deep to right field it's a two to one ball game and so elated was Billy Hunter here is Johnson taking strikes so elated was third base coach Billy Hunter that he moved out into the baseline, and Buford almost tripped and fell over him as he spotted around third base. Moose working very fast back with a breaking pitch. High Heather breaks off third base can't hold on for it. State. Johnson and Walker continue to warm up. Would have been a difficult play for Hepner. The ball bounced once behind the mound, and it is an error for Heppner. Left-handed Luke Walker, right-handed Bob Johnson up and going again. 2-1. The Orioles now realize that they've got a whale of a chance. They go all the way to the seventh game. They're down by a run. We are just in the last of the sixth. And here comes big, blue Powell, who's only had two hits in 20 times at bat, and one RBI. Battling those torn fibers in the back of his right hand, but still with lots of power. Left hander against the right of move Luke throws, and Powell grounds one foul down the first base line and rolls out. Bangs off the tarpaulins rolled up in short right field. One strike to Powell. Hernandez over on the first base side of second. Hebner playing about where the truck shot and the hole would be. And he's the only man between second and third. Powell, a dead full hitter. Moose throws. It's in under the hands. Too low. One ball, one strike. Baltimore fans hoping, of course, that the powerful Boog Powell, who hit 22 home runs to drive in 90 runs. stretch moves throws in under the hands again with the fastball the ball one strike the Royals have their first run after twenty two consecutive score innings. inning the two on pitch. Breaking pitch misses, it's three on and Bob Hood puts hands on hips and stares in a John Kiddler. Still standing there, San and turning around. Asking for a change of decision from Kiddler, you know what those chances are. It is three balls, one strike. Boo Powell, with all of that power, despite that hurt hand, gets the green light on three and one. With Frank Robinson on deck, he's swinging, grounds to foul, and toward the Pirates' dugout. It's three-two. Powell has always made contact, well, nearly always throughout the series, despite the fact he only has two hits. Big slugger like that has only struck out one time in 20 times at bat. The 3-2 pitch. Round ball inside the bag. Under the glove of Robinson. All the way around second and on the way to third is Dave Johnson. many up with the ball and throws behind Powell to run it first. They got runners at the corner first and third with none out. Luke Walker and Bob Johnson have been drawing. The tying run is 90 feet away with none out put on there by Heathers there at third base and advanced to third by Blue Powell. Single to right on a 3-2 pitch With Jim Simpson, Bob French there in Baltimore, and Baltimore fans now have a lot to roar about. As Bob Moose is going to have to leave the ball game and Bob Johnson is coming in. On the regular season, Johnson won nine and lost ten. Has had good success against the Baltimore Ball Club, but now is right in the heart of the order with uh, Frank Robinson, Merv Redmond, and Brooks Robinson to come up. Runners at first and third and nobody else. An error charged to Hebner, as Jim Simpson describes, right now a very costly one because if he comes up with that ball on Johnson, he can play off the bag on Boot Powell, and there's no way his ball's going to get by unless there is another error. Moose is uh, saying something to John Kibler. he thought he had Luke Powell stuck out and he's telling him about it on his way out but in a game such as this in the World Series of course everything is right down to the nitty gritty and so Bob Johnson comes on and Bob Moose has gone five innings nobody out here in the sixth inning thus far in has allowed but one run has surrendered a total of four base hits has stuck out free and walked a pair. He can win the game he cannot. Uh, well he could also lose it uh, Johnson of course has a tough job here going in this situation Jim Simpson against a very tough batter who at least is a very distinct threat to throw the, the game into a tie with a fly ball Bob Johnson continues his warm ups and Frank Robinson and quite a story we have revolving about the World Series other than the obvious in that. The Pirates thus far have won more games than the Orioles, and that is the little byplay going on between Frank Robinson of Baltimore supporting his field and uh, Roberto Clemente, another superstar from the park, saying that Memorial Stadium isn't much. Now, Clemente today has the upper hand and a triple and a home run, and now Robinson can kind of tie things up here or even put the Orioles ahead. As Frank Robinson, the only man ever to be the most valuable player in both major leagues, steps in. He struck out at a curveball in the second. And line to Clemetti in right, getting the first pitch in the fourth. Two to one, the score. The Pirates. Johnson, the tying run on a third. foul the go-ahead run at first. None out. Sixth inning. Sixth game of the World Series. Johnson, a big, tall right-hander, looks over at first base, and now throws to Robinson. Hits the first pitch. He pops it up. Hernandez says he's got it. At shortstop, and on one pitch. Bob Johnson gets Frank Robinson on a high pop-up to the shortstop. Now Merv Retman was grounded out quite Right-handed batter comes in. Bob Robertson yelling something to Bob Johnson, who strides off the mound to hear what it is he has to say. The infield is not playing in. They get Johnson, the runner. Now with Rube Powell rather slow on the first base, they are going to look for the double play. Retman twice has hit the ball on the ground. Powell does not have great speed. Retman has good speed. Johnson to throw the ball. It's a strike on the outside corner. Two runs on seven hits for the Pirates. They've committed an error. We don't know whether or not yet it is a costly one. It's at least put Pittsburgh in the hole for the moment. One run on four hits for Baltimore, and they're knocking at the door in the sixth. trying to tie it up. Johnson throws. It's another strike two call strikes Retman has taken both of them about letter high on the outside corner. Johnson throws a flatter and a curve and a fastball And Bob said they he had excellent luck and good fortune pitching against the oils while with Kansas City in the American League a year ago Johnson now out ahead of Rettman 0 2 he can afford to move the ball around a little bit. Comes in, misses outside. Waist picks with the fastball. Low. One ball, two strikes. Walker, and now Bob Miller. Warming up for the Bucko. Miller, a right-hander, replacing Johnson, who has come on to replace the starter Bob Moose. Ready. Called out on strike. Fastball on the outside corner the Orioles cards with lack of, uh, of aggressiveness at the plate in these last three games popped up and took a third called strike with a tying run at third base. Now it is up to Brooks Robinson and Bill Burton's going to come out to say something to Bob Johnson about Robinson. Perhaps Bob to remind him of the scouting report on Brooks because Robinson is probably the most dangerous of all the Oriole hitters in the late inning. Aside from that wonderful glove and great reflexes, Brooks Robinson has, he is a clutch hitter. And the hero of the 1970 World Series now has a chance to give the oil some life of the 1971 World Series. Johnson at third, Powell at first now with two outs. And Bob Johnson, thus far working on a great relief job. Robinson takes a curve ball for a strike, drops right open. Brooks Robinson holds on to that bat all the way down to the bottom. He's not up there to poke the ball to right or left. He said Miller and Walker continue to walk? 2-1 the score. Last of the sixth. Best chance the Orioles have had since the first inning of game three in Pittsburgh. Johnson back to throw. Ground ball right to Hebner. Hebner goes to second base for the fourth. And how about that? Bob Johnson came on with Johnson at third. Davey Johnson moved foul at first. And none out and got a one, two, three. Nobody scores. We've gone through six complete innings, and at the end of six, the Pirates still lead 2-1 to one over Baltimore.
3: I plan on living
1: a long and healthy life, so I get regular cancer checkups. You see, the best time to get a checkup is before you have any symptoms. So please, take care of yourself now. Find out which tests are necessary for you and when you should have them done. Because if you're like me, you've got lots of plans and want to live long enough to do it all. Ask for the American Cancer Society pamphlet, the new cancer checkup guidelines. Call 800-572-1021.
0: If it's rare, everybody else wants it, right? Not really. There's one thing that only one person in 80 genetically carries and nobody else wants. That's RP, retinitis pigmentosa. RP is an inherited disease that causes night blindness, tunnel vision, and sometimes total blindness in children and young adults. This is Robert Merrill. For more information, contact your local RP chapter or the National RP Foundation, Box 5773, Baltimore, 21208. Thank you. WGN Radio is presenting a rebroadcast of Game 6 of the 1971 World Series featuring Frank and Brooks Robinson, Don Buford, and Jim Palmer for the Orioles, Dave Cash, Manny Seguin, and the great Hall of Famer, the late Roberto Clemente.
2: On your scoreboard as we go now into the seventh inning, it's Baltimore, one run on four hits. And on Bob Moose, that run will be an earned run because of the home run by Don Buford. His second, as Jim Simpson told you, against uh, Bob Moose. Moose can win the game. Johnson can pick up the save. The Pirates have two runs on seven hits and lead now by the home run by Clemente, Jim Simpson. Jim Palmer throws a strike on the outside on a letter high to let Bob Johnson, who did a superlative job in the last of the six. And Frank Robinson on the pop-up. There's the ground ball toward the shortstop, Belanger up with it. He's got plenty of time. It allows Johnson to run just a little bit before he releases the ball and throws him out. now well, we've been talking about the fact that uh, Pittsburgh throughout the series has left 56 men on base. Baltimore in the last two innings has left two men on base. They allowed Palmer to bat with runners at first and second in the fifth, and he struck out. And with runners at first and third in the sixth, they couldn't do anything about that. That was a fine pitching job by Bob Johnson. Two to one. Here's Cash. Palmer ready to throw fastball low and away. Ball one. Dave Cash popped out in both the first and second innings, and then grounded a short in the fifth. Oh for three. Seventh inning. Palmer's gone all the way high fastball and it's 2 0. Oh. Pat Dobson has now begun to throw He was the start in the fourth game on Wednesday night. Out on the Baltimore bullpen. Palmer throws again. Catches the inside corner. Strike one. Two balls, one strike. Eleven years ago, Bob Prince went down to the dressing room just in case the Pirates won it. They won it. He didn't see Mazarowski's home run. Two balls, one strike. It's down low three and one. And in another inning, if the score stays like this, Bob Prince is going to have to leave us again and go down to the fire dressing room. And who knows, maybe there won't be a celebration today, and he won't see it again. Three and one. Back to the fastball. Right at the beach. Three balls, two strikes. The Dave catch. Palmer's been working rapidly all along. Fastball. One big hop to Belanger. Handcuffs him a bit. Now throws on the Powell, and there's two out in the Pittsburgh center. that will bring up for Hebner, who's fly the center, popped to the shortstop, and walked on a disputed call that Earl Weaver argued, thinking that Hebner had actually not checked his swing on ball four, but John Kibler looked down to first base, Nestor Sharlock, and over to third to John Rice, and they supported his theory. Blown away from Hebner, ball one. Clay Dalrymple has raced from the bullpen into the dugout. He is the third Baltimore catcher, veteran of the National League. One ball, no strike. Hebner right up through the middle, but is playing him over near second base and throws him out, and Palmer has one of his easier innings. As Belanger retires all three men, the run hits Guerrero, and Baltimore comes back for another shot in the last of the seventh. With the score, the Pirates two, the Orioles one.
3: You know, Mr. Howell, Uh this old car here takes more gas than anybody else's in town. No. Ever think of trading it in? With all that chrome, it ought to be worth a lot.
0: Yeah, but, but look, who can buy a new car with
2: the prime rate so high?
6: If the bank prime rate is scaring you out of a new car or truck, ask your GM dealer about GMAC. GMAC has financing right now at rates that make sense. So get that new Chevy, Pontiac, old, Buick, Cadillac, or GMC truck you want with help from GMAC, the financing people from General Motors.
2: Prince from Memorial Stadium, and we got a ball game going here. Baltimore treading one run to two, but come up with a lower third of the lineup. And Hendricks, Belanger, and maybe a pinch batter for Palmer. Here's Jim Simpson. Bob Johnson retired three men in a row with nobody out and runners at first and third to save the lead. Is ready to work to Hendricks, and it's too low. Ball one. On deck is Belanger, and we have noticed that. Not only has Clay Dalrymple come in from the Baltimore bullpen of the dugout, but Dave Justy and Bob Deal have gone out to the Pittsburgh bullpen. Long foul down the right field line. Pulled away foul. The pitch was in on Hendricks' hands, and he pulled it to right. So Justy, with those 30 saves during the regular season, three in the championship playoff, and he has pitched excellent ball here in the World Series, has gone down along with Bob Deal. Big breaking pitch outside. Two balls, one strike to Hendricks. The last inning, in which uh, Palmer got the Pirates one, two, three, snapped the Pittsburgh streak of a base runner for at least 20 consecutive innings. Two balls, one strike. Popped up, left side. Sargiol comes in very shallow in left field and now takes it for the first time. Mark Belanger, as Palmer with his jacket on, walks out to the on-deck circle two runs on seven hits and a harmless error for the Pirates one run on four hits for Baltimore Bob Moose has departed and departed leading two to one Jim Palmer has not yet left both men pitching fine ball game. Bob Johnson throws his strike at the knees to Belanger, who has walked twice Johnson the big man Ready to throw and throws again in on the fifth and fouled off upstairs to the right. Two strikes to Mark Belanger. Nellie Bryles, who picked such a fine game on Thursday, was warming up for an National League Championship playoff against the Giants. Said he couldn't do it and Bob Johnson got up off the bench, went down, warmed up and beat the Giants with a superlative performance. Accidentally fouls the ball back. Belanger trying to check his swing. It's still two strikes. Melander short and a little around to the right. Johnson ready with the two strike pitch. Throws it's off the corner. One ball, two strikes. There are a great number of Pirate fans here. There's another ball. This one gets by Sandy and under his glove rolls to the screen. Two and two. And of course, you heard that there are a great number of Baltimore fans here as they went to work. In the last inning, when Baltimore looked to go, they were going to tie it up and maybe go ahead.
1: WGN Radio, Chicago.
2: The ball's two strikes, one out in on the seventh. Johnson back with the fastball, grounded to the right side. That's going to make it through to the outfield. Tying run. Mark Belanger at first base, and Palmer is going to come up. Well, is he or not? He is standing with his... He is taking off his jacket. And if he is to come up, it is obviously with one thing in mind, and that is do what he did back in the third inning—move that runner along and give Buford a chance to tie it up. Palmer swinging the bat, looking down to Billy Hunter. Hebner is already in on the grass at third base. Robertson holding against the runner Belanger, who has good speed, on the home plate side of first base, ready to break in at the pit. Justy is up and throwing. Palmer squares around, takes the strike, does not offer the pitch. Strike one. Andy Murtaugh pulling out all the stops, as Earl Weaver must do if he is to stop the Pirates and get back in this World Series and send it on to a seventh game. Score is two to one. We are in the last of the seventh. A little lob throw to first base just to keep Mark Falanger close. Ebner stationed all oh, six or seven feet in on the grass, creeping in all the time. Palmer squares around a bunt, misses at it. Van Geen looks down. The first baseman, mr Shylock, who says, nope, he did not offer it the pitch. It is ball one. On ball one strike, Van Geen now looks down to third base umpire, John Rice, who thought he was blocked, and now Jim Palmer says, I'm not quite sure that signal, Billy Hunter, and walks off to hear what it is Hunter wants him to do. Palmer has his instructions on one ball, one strike. Steps back in. <laughs> one out last of the seventh. Johnson ready, looks over at Belanger. Throws, he looks as though he was going to swing, and Sanguillian thought not that he had swung, but rather that the ball was in the strike zone. It was not. Two balls, one strike. Palmer again staring down to Hunter. Pirates leaded by a run. They've got the tying run at first. Johnson ready. The ball is low, and he did not offer it again. And it's three balls, one strike. Palmer again staring the hunter, and Johnson cutting it a little fine. Although on two occasions Van Gien thought that Bob Johnson, his pitcher, had strikes. Couple of conferences. Van Gien with Johnson. Palmer with Hunter. It's is right here, Jim Simpson, that. Bob Johnson has only one thing to do that's throw a strike he doesn't dare walk Palmer if he can help it. And the question becomes what has Palmer been told Johnson ready Palmer there and takes the strike. Made no attempt to swing or to bunt and steps out again to look down to Billy on three balls two strikes he bunted on a one ball two strikes pitch back in the third. It's not beyond the realm of possibility now. He squares around the butt again. Strike three. He's called out and now Palmer's hot. Second strikeout for Bob Johnson, and here comes Tom Buford. Last time up, Buford helped Moose along the way to the showers when he hit a ball high and deep to right for a home run. The Orioles' only run of the ball game. Buford is two for three. He has two of the five Baltimore hits. Hernandez goes uh, down near second base from the shortstop position and Hebner remains in on the grass. At third base, Buford with great speed, former fine football player seven Southern Cal. Johnson throws him a curveball and it's a beauty, strike one. Buford watches it drop over. Since the fifth inning, Baltimore has had Pittsburgh in trouble. They still trail by a run. Until the fifth inning, Baltimore went rather quietly with just one base hit and a walk over the first four. Johnson with the sun Then he moves to the outside of the plate and they throw it outside with a fastball. That's one ball, one strike. The two Pittsburgh runs. Oliver doubled the lead off the second. Bob Robertson singled him home. In the third, Roberto Clemente got his second hit, a home run to right field. That's the Pirates do, the Orioles one Buford's home run. Mark Belanger still down at first base, two out last of the seventh. Johnson ready to throw the 1-1 one, one pitch. It's a change down low, inside, two balls, one strike. On deck is Dave Johnson. A win by the Orioles today. We're back tomorrow at 1.45 Eastern time of the seventh and decisive game of the World Series. A win by the Pirates today, and we all go home. There goes the runner on two-one. High ball. Sanguin's throw is down, not in time. bounce once, catch The other Hernandez took it on the high bounce, and Valenzuela stole second base. Well, there's the lead out of the Pirates. Notebook from an earlier game this week when they tried to bump the runner over. Here comes Bill Burden out. They tried to bump the runner over, did not do it. And Hernandez on the next pitch to the next man stole second. Buford is coming out and is calling for a different pitcher now Buford remember is a switch hitter well, whether they bring in a left hand or right hander they're simply going to turn Buford from one side of the plate to the other they won't get rid of him. it is three balls one strike and with the count three and one Bob Prince they're going to go to the bullpen yes it is going to be Dave Jesse with a palm ball and I think Danny Mertz here is making the determination he'd rather have Buford up there batting right handed. And he would left-handed, and particularly since, basically speaking, with the sinking pitch and the palm ball that Jesse has, he can induce Buford to turn around and go that way. But as you also pointed out, in the event that he walks Buford, that walk would be charged to Johnson. That's the first steal by the Orioles in this series, and normally you don't steal on San Ginn, but uh, that time the matter picked up a pretty good jump on Bob Johnson. So Johnson who pitched out of a whale of an inning there in the sixth inning with runners at first and third and nobody out has now gone one and two thirds innings and in that time has surrendered just one base hit he stuck out one Baltimore two Baltimore Orioles he did not walk anybody yet but that remains on the ledger until we see what Justy will do here to Buford. Dave Justy's third appearance in the World Series. He's pitched three innings, given up a run, walked one man, and struck out one. And of course, should he walk Buford here, will he will be charged and departed Bob Johnson. But the tying run for the Orioles is down at second base with two out on the last of the seventh. Buford with a count of three and one, facing the National League's great Dave Justy. What a relief pitcher he is. Just he throws, it is outside, he has walked Buford, just he didn't think so, and charged the walk of Bob Johnson. And now Justy can go to work on Dave Johnson, who was grounded into a double play, grounded back to the pitcher, and reached when Hebner, streaking toward the mound, dropped his chopper for an error in the sixth inning. Two runs, seven hits, one error for Pittsburgh. One run, five hits, no errors for Baltimore. Bob Miller, Luke Walker continue to throw. Go ahead, run now on at first base. In the person of Don Buford, who has speed, there's the ball. Breaking pitch, fouled upstairs, off to the right. It's strike one to Dave Johnson. Johnson has had three hits in 21 times at bat in this series. Came into the series hitting a 282 and a career high 18 home runs. With that in mind, Stargill is rather deep and left. They play Johnson pulled slightly to the left. One strike pitch. Justy's back. It bounces in front of the plate, led by Sandian, and then he loses it, drops out in front of the plate. And umpire John Kibler wants to look it over. Keeps the ball in play. One ball, one strike. There is some wind now. The first time, at least, that I've noticed it this afternoon, and it's blowing from home plate out toward left. One and one and one of the tightest of the 1971 World Series games. Justy throws palm ball down low. It is two balls one strike. On deck is the dangerous left hander Boob Powell swinging a bat. Pirates leaded run. Justy's trying to save the lead throws down low at the knees this time with the palm ball and it's two strikes. Two balls and two strikes. Justy keeping that ball low. Dusty, right-hander, out of Seneca Falls, New York. Ready with a 2-2 pitch. And there's a ball. Pumped in a short left field. Sargent can't get to it. Here comes Valangia with a tying run as the throw goes into second. It's 2-2. Here, Boo Powell steps up and he can untie this game. It is two to two in the last of the seventh. Pirates win today. The series is over. The Orioles are trying to prevent that from happening. And going on to the seventh game tomorrow. Powell is two. Makes that three for 21. Single the last time up on a 3 2 pitch. This giant has great power. Justy throws, there's the ball, hit out to left field, deep, Gargoyle goes back, now looks like he has it in range as he gets to the warning track and takes it for the third out. But the tying run scores on two base hits. There were no errors, and for the third inning in a row, the Orioles leave two men on base. At the end of seven, the Pirates two, the Orioles two.
1: Game six of the 1971 World Series continues after this.
4: Thank you, Chicagoland. Because of your encouragement and support over the last 50 years, York Furrier continues to grow and prosper. Now as we celebrate 50 years of success, we'd like to give something back to you. So we're having our 50th anniversary sale. It's our way of saying thank you. When you come into York, you're going to find that we've cut the prices on our entire collection by 20, 30, 40, even 50%. Think of it, beautiful, luxurious York furs at half price. Fox, lynx, raccoon, sable, and York's famous natural mink. So come into York today and receive your gift from the Wagner family. A beautiful York fur and a tremendous savings. Thank you. From York Furrier, 107 North York Road, Elmhurst. Master craftsmen doing what they do best.
2: Well, we're into a brand new ball game here as we go into the top half of the eighth inning. Palmer, who had some problems, looked like they were gonna bat for him one time and didn't. Look like they were gonna to have to relieve him out on the mound, they didn't, and thus it's now up to a two-two ball game and the ball that Johnson hit. A little looper out in the left field, and they all count just like anything else. And that drove in the run. The run is charged to Johnson. So that now the game belongs to Dave Justy and to Jim Palmer. And coming to bat for the Pirates in the eighth inning will be Clemente. Stargell and Oliver in that order and Clemente's been a ball of fire has uh, 11 hits in this series and in this game today a triple and a home run. So that's the way this one goes as we move into the top half of the 8th inning. And without any question we are in a whale of a ball game, Jim Simpson. All right, Bob. Clementi still kneeling in the on-deck circle. Roberto not only has that triple in the home run for the second tired run, but his other time at bat in the fifth inning, Lametti hit the ball very hard on a line to Mervretman in center field. So he has hit the ball very hard. Two to two, the score. And Jim Palmer again with his work cut out. Clementi, Sargul, and Oliver in the eighth inning. two runs seven hits and a harmless error for the Pirates two run six hits no errors from Baltimore Jim Palmer the one twenty and lost nine during the regular season with a two point six eight earned run average third best in the American League ready to throw to Clemente Hits the ball very high but not too deep Buford out in left center field is there and takes it. Pometty jumping on the first pitch, a high pitch, and drove it to left center field. Here is what he started. has not had a home run in this World Series, and he led the Major League in home runs and is 0 for 3 today, and twice has gone down swinging at fastball and takes ball
0: 1.
2: Stargill, like boot a big left handed swinger, takes a high fastball, but it's a strike. Ball up around the letters. One ball, one strike. When Stargell struck out in the first, it looked like he simply wasn't ready for the strikeout pitch and gave a little half-hearted swing as a pitch down low with the fastball. Two and one. Then he grounded to Belanger in the third, and Palmer gave him a fastball right down the alley in the fifth, and Stargell went down swinging. Another fastball foul of the screen. Two two. Palmer's challenging Stargell was not really hurt. The Orioles all through the series, and he did not have a good hitting series, as you well know, in the National League Championships against the Giants. Break hitter and due to break out sometime high and away he now has the 3-2 count. Well, Bob, a gentleman I broadcast with all year long, Sandy Koufax says any time you got a 3-2 count that belongs to the hitter, not the pitcher. It's all in Stargell's favor, and he fouls it off. Pitch has got to come in with the pitcher. He has put the go-ahead run on first base. And when you have to come in with a pitch against Stargell, sometimes that's not too good. Charge awaits, armor ready. Throws, fouled off again to the left and upstairs. Well, you've got a 20-game winner battling a 48-home run hitter. Both were a breaking pitch, drilled out to left field. Buford comes over, back near the warning track, reaches up and has it for the second. Chargel goes to the opposite field, and there was just too much room out there for Pirate fans, and Buford hauled it in. Here is Al Oliver, who has doubled and scored one of the two runs, grounded out and fly to left. Two to two the score. We're in the top of the eighth. Breaking pitch out to right center field. Rettman dashes over, is there, and takes it in short right center field. And Palmer gets commanding Chargill and Oliver in one, two, three fashion. We go to the last of the eighth. Pittsburgh to Baltimore to
4: bush
6: st louis unless the bugs and insects in your home are paying rent why not evict them hi pat summerall to remind you that true value hardware stores offer decon insecticide sprays designed to eliminate even persistent bug problems decon house and garden bug killer is effective in controlling everything from roaches to bugs that attack your garden and decon flying insect killer is a powerful weapon against bugs on the wing both decon sprays have earned the good housekeeping seal, and you can get them at participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers.
2: With Jim Simpson, Bob Prince from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, and they've been talking throughout this series about the so-called home court or home park advantage. Certainly, it showed to be that. It would seem, anyhow, in the first two games, Baltimore won, and over to Pittsburgh, where the Pirates won. Baltimore is a team that has not lost uh, more than three in a row too many times. And they now approach Jim Simpson. That that time in a ball game where a run here makes it very tough because they still have the last at bat. Frank Robinson, Merv Rettman, and Brooks Robinson, the heart of the lineup of the Orioles, faces Dave Justy, last of the eighth inning of a two-two game. Justy, 30 saves during the regular season. Throws his first pitch. It's a strike at the knees. Robinson says that he did not go around. John Kibler says he did. Robinson again stares down to his coach. Well it was Frank who said around the batting cage yesterday tomorrow we've got to show the world what kind of team we are. We were picked to be a super team. We've lost three in a row They're in danger of losing the series tomorrow. We've got to pick up the bat and go out there and show the people what kind of team we are. Robinson is over three today with a chance to strike a blow for Baltimore in this tie game on ball is down low and away one ball one strike and Frank Robinson struck out of the curve in the second line to Clemente and right in the fourth and popped out to Hernandez on the first pitch he saw in the sixth with runners at first and third 1 1 he went around trying to check his swing again on an outside pitch and Robinson has more to say to John Kibler it's one ball two strikes well the Mets took the Earls in five games two years ago the Orioles took. The Reds in five games last year. This is game six, and we may have a seventh. Did not go around this time at a high pitch. It's two balls, two strikes, and Frank very nearly was unable to check his swing then. 2-2. Two two.
0: This is exactly what was predicted: a Super World Series. he
2: throws, off-speed pitch. Bow to the right Bob Robertson gives chase near the box seats over there and cannot get it as he falls into the seats and right there with him was Ed Sudol first uh, runner Nestor Shylock, the first base umpire to say that the ball had popped out of his glove he didn't have it. Well, Frank Robinson has a life at two balls two strikes by the way for those of you who keep track of such things this is the 68th World Series and this 2 2 ball game is the 400th World Series game in history. 2-2 pitch from Justy. Swing and a miss for the fastball high and in tight. Justy gets his first strike out. Robinson strikes out for the second time. Here's Retman, grounded out twice, and with runners at first and third and one out, looks at a third called strike in the sixth inning. Justy throws, down low and away, ball one. Retman does have power and did hit. 11 home runs and drove in 75 runs during the regular season, but is basically a hit it off. He is just a good hitter. Bows one back. One ball, one strike. Buford's home run made it two to one in the sixth, and then in the seventh, Belanger scored on a Johnson single. There's a strike to Redmond one ball two strikes and the first steal of the series became very important. The Landers stole second base Buford later walked as he was trying to get him in and Johnson drove in the tying run swing and a miss and Rettman goes down swinging on a palm ball. Well as Jim Palmer did in the top of the eighth inning thus far so is Dave Justy doing in the bottom of the eighth inning going right against the best of the oil hitting strength and he has struck out Frank Robinson and Merv Rettman here is Brooks Robinson one for three today seven hits in the series he had 19 at bats Justy throws breaking pitch outside it's ball one. In the pirate ninth, it'll be Bob Robertson, Manny Sandillian, and Jackie Hernandez. Manny Sandillian and Jackie Hernandez. Back with the pitch, it misses outside. Two and zero. And if Justy gets Robinson, two two. Here's a two and zero pitch foul of the screen. The ball's one strike. Two runs, seven hits, one error for the Pirates here in the eighth inning. Two runs, six hits, no errors for the Orioles. And the count is two and one to Brooks Robinson. Justy's ready and throws. It just misses, and Justy didn't think so. It is three and one. On three and one with two out and the base is empty, Brooks Robinson doesn't even bother to look down at his third base coach. He's just waiting to see Justy come in with this, and he did go around. Strike two. It's kind of a half-hearted swing by Brooks. Started a swing, started to check, but went through, and it's three balls, two strikes. Ground ball. court Cash at second base. Off his glove. Comes down with it. Throws on to first base, and he's got him. The ball ran right up Cash's arm. Off his glove, and he picked it out of midair. Took it out of his glove, and Brooks Robinson, who is not fast, was thrown out at first base no runs hits or errors we've gone eight full innings and the pirates do the orioles
0: do game six of the 1971 world series continues after this
4: Bob Collins, hoping you'll join me weekday afternoons from 2 to 4, evening 7 to 9, and on Sunday mornings starting at 10. We'll play all of your favorite music, from the Carpenters to Barbra Streisand to John Denver's You Done Stomped on My Heart and You Mashed That Sucker Flat. Yes, friends, I'll keep you up to date on your favorite soap operas. You can test your musical trivia knowledge and mine and give you a chance to strike back on any subject if you'll just give me a call. Call me, I'm so lonely. Join me weekday afternoons and evenings and on Sunday mornings at 10 for the Bob Collins Show, right here on wgn radio i'll see y'all then friends and neighbors out there in radio land
3: do you remember do you remember radio is my friend 11 years ago
2: bob prince up in pittsburgh you started down and uh you did not see the maseroski home run in the seventh game you must go to the park dressing room now just in case and i'm sure you have some thoughts as you turn your back for the moment at least on the ball game. Well I certainly do. One thing I learned I'll listen to you very carefully down there and find out what's going on because I don't want to miss the hero of the hour in the event Pittsburgh is to win it. <laughs> all right Bob here is Bob Robertson to lead off the ninth inning. Robertson of course has two home runs in this World Series. Jim Palmer's gone all the way is ready back with a fastball and Robertson swings and misses it is strike one. We are in a two to two ball game, and it's very simple. Pirates win it. the World Series is over. Orioles win it there's a seventh game tomorrow forty four thousand one hundred seventy four looking on Palmer throws the ball in the dirt outside Palmer ready again up high and it's quickly two and one. Fifty-three thousand two hundred twenty-nine watch the first ball game here in Baltimore fifty three thousand two hundred and thirty nine watch the second game so we're about eight thousand less than we were in the two games of last Saturday and Monday two balls one strike to Robertson fouls the ball upstairs off to the right it's two two a cloudy rather humid day although that it is said that there's only a 10 percent chance of rain today or tomorrow matter of fact as we came to the stadium today listening to the Baltimore radio stations they were giving the weather for today's and tomorrow's seventh game predicting an oil win big curve just misses inside Hendricks kicks his foot Palmer goes down almost to his hands and knees and now stands up and looks in at John Kibler breaking pitch inside Robertson taking all the way And three balls two strikes Earl Weaver snatched off his hat in the dugout and just buries his head. And you know how he will feel if Robertson gets out of this one safely. They thought they had him back with a fastball popped up foul and back of home plate out of play. You will recall of course that when Bob Moose left the ball game back in the sixth inning he thought that he had a third strike call only to give up a single to Boog Powell and as he left he was saying something to John Kipfer still three balls two strikes. Farmer ready throws the fastball and strikes him out. Out for Palmer. Pete Rickard and Ed Watt are warming in the bullpen for Baltimore. Rickard, the left-hander, former Dodger, and Ed Watt, the right-hander. Two to two to score. Manny Sangean, who is two for three today, the pirate catcher at bat. Sangean hits seven home runs during the regular season and takes a home run cut there, but misses strike one. The Pirates love to see Sandy and hit home runs not only because it scores a run, but they love to see him trot the bases they call him turkey he's got quite a trot outside with the pitch is Palmer one ball one strike He almost runs like a pacer or is it a trotter one and one pitch and swing and a miss at the fastball one ball two strikes armor was in a lot of trouble Earl Weaver let him stay in the bat for himself and let him stay in when the Pirates were causing big noises in the early innings and now Palmer's battling to send the Orioles to the seventh game. Big curve misses inside and it's 2 2 now you get that constant buzz from the fans as they realize at any moment this game can be won or lost. We are in the ninth inning of a tie game. They play Sanguillan to hit to right, back with a breaking pitch, misses, and for the second batter in a row here in the ninth inning, Palmer, who threw 168 pitches in last Monday's game, has gone 3-2 on the batter. Sanguillan doesn't walk, remember. He's up there to swing, and swings and bounces the ball on two hops to and over his head. Takes a bad hop, and Sanguillan goes all around. He's going to try for second. The throw to second base, he is out.
1: This is WGN Radio Chicago.
2: Oh, instead of Sanguian on at first, with a single, or down at second with a double, they are two out, nobody on. Hendricks comes back, and Hernandez comes up. Number
7: two, Jackie
2: Hernandez. Van and three for four, but is erased on the perfect throw from John Buford. You're out on the top of the night. Palmer ready and throws a fastball. and Mendez swings and misses strike one. Palmer, who has been effective, throws a high. Two, the last 19 men, Tom has given up on an infield hit and a walk, and then Sandhee and single, and he's been erased. And he's out in front of Hernandez, 0 and 2, with a couple of high fastballs that Hernandez has gone after and missed. Jackie is 0 for 3 this afternoon. Came into the World Series game, hitting 364 in the series. strikeout caught Hernandez on three pitches two the swinging track and then the start hit the outside corner and the called strike three no runs. one hit no arrow left we go to the last of the ninth of a two-2 ball game now listen but listen quick because it comes and goes just like that the penzoil chaparral driven by national champion Johnny Rutherford. Here it comes again all bright and brilliant in its traditional penzoil yellow color. That's a $40,000 engine that just roared by, turning out 9,500 torturous RPMs. Does it mile after mile after hard-running mile, race after race after race. The Pennzoil Chaparral. It has Pennzoil written on it and Pennzoil in it. Protection for a winner. Pennzoil Motor Oil. Protection for cars like the Chaparral and cars like yours. Ask for it. America
7: has asked for Pennzoil since. America loves to try.
8: Prince, right now in the Pirate dressing room, uh, this is one of the voices of the Orioles, Bill O'Donnell, who, along with Jim Simpson, was hosting you in games three, four, and five of the World Series in Pittsburgh. Now we've got a two to game six tie going to the bottom of ninth inning. The Pirates have been pitching Moose, Johnson, and Justy. Justy since the bottom of the seventh inning when Baltimore tied it up. Now we go to the Orioles and to Jim Simpson. All right, Bill Ellie Hendricks, all for free, but with that strong home run power, big.
2: Left-handed batter with a very heavy bat. Facing Dave Justin, owner of that fine palm ball, throws a, throws a breaking pitch outside ball one. The last extra inning game in a World Series was back in 1969 when the Mets beat the Orioles in ten innings at New York in the fourth game. One ball pitch, another breaking pitch, and this is the strike drops over against Hendricks. Pirates two, Baltimore two. During the season out of 14 extra inning games Baltimore won seven during the season out of 12 extra inning games Pittsburgh won six just throws breaking pitch ground ball which is foul at first base club by Bob Robertson back at the line and keeps the ball in play we're in the last of the night Pittsburgh had a two 0 lead Oliver led off with a double in the second was single owned by Bob Robertson There's a home run by Clemente in the third and then for Baltimore they got one of their runs on a Buford home run in the sixth. And Johnson drove in Belanger, who had single and stolen second in the seventh. It's 2-2. One ball, two strikes to Hendricks way outside. It is 2-2. Dobson continues to throw the right-hander who started Wednesday night's game in Pittsburgh. The Baltimore bullpen. No team has ever lost the first two and come back to sweep the next four, and that's what the Pirates are trying to do this afternoon. The Orioles have other ideas. 2-2 in under the hands, he went around swinging, and Hendricks is very despondent and upset at himself for striking out. On a bad pitch, third strikeout for Justy, and it is the seventh in the ballgame at the five pitching staff. And Justy has now struck out three of the last four men that he's faced. Here is Mark Belanger, who singled a right, a ground ball, to the right in the seventh inning. After they could not move him along, he stole second and later scored on Dave Johnson's game time single takes a strike for the fastball on the outside (laughs) Palm Ball down low one ball one strike on deck is Jim Palmer Palmer who threw those 168 pitches. Last Monday, in danger unless the Orioles score here of going an extra inning game today, fouled off to the right by Belanger. Tim Palmer trying to give himself a 26th birthday present. He was 26 yesterday. Matter of fact, the Pirates starter, Bob Moose, was 24 last Saturday. One ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch, and it just misses. And Ian crouches there holding on to the ball as if to say, Mr. Kibler, I think it's over. Both the Orioles and the Pirates have been questioning the cause of John Kibler. Two balls, two strikes. dusty working rapidly. Belanger does not go around, checks his swing on a pitch on the outside corner, and it is three and two. And now Justy yells something in to John Kibler. Danny Murtaugh is up. Uh, Dan seldom gets up, but he is up, hands on his hips, walking around in the bullpen, or rather in the dugout. Upset with the call. 3-2 popped up, foul out of play behind home plate. You'll recall in the top of this inning, and back in the eighth, Earl Weaver was up, hat off in the dugout. Upset at the calls of the umpire. One out in the ninth of a tie game, sixth game of the World Series. Dusty, the right-hander, throws foul to the screen. And Belanger just did get a tip of that ball. Two runs, eight hits, one hour for the Pirates. One error was not costly. Two runs, six hits, no errors for Baltimore. Each team has a home run. Buford and Clemente. 3-2 pitch. In under the hand, ball four. San Gian thought he had nothing. Jim Palmer is going back to the dugout. Palmer, who has thrown all those pitches, has been called on to move the man across, was successful with a sacrifice bunt in the third, but was called out looking at a strike in the seventh. Tom Chope, 0 for 3 in the series. Little fellow that does not hit for power, but makes a lot of contact and has a lot of speed, which would mean, of course, with but I just good speed and Chope's excellent speed that the Orioles have a chance to stay out of the double play. But Chopin is up there to move the man along and give Don Buford, who has homered and singled and walked in this game a chance to drive in the winning run. Did all that he could working nine innings, giving up two earned runs, seven hits, struck out five, and walked only one in a superb performance by the Baltimore right hander. Now it will be up to someone else, undoubtedly Pat Dobson, who continues to walk. Ebner's in on the grass at third. Belanger leads off at first. One out in the last of the ninth. Dusty throws it's a strike at the knees. One ball, one strike pay used sparingly throughout the regular season, 257 average, no home runs, and five RBIs. Infield a double play depth, they play Chope slightly to the opposite field, and Aljon John Kibler calls time. pay steps back in. Pittsburgh bullpen, not busy with Mr. Justy at work. Baltimore bullpen he is busy because if it goes to X innings we will have relief for Jim Palmer Dave McNally has gotten up to start throwing with uh, Dobson foul bunt at the plate and pounces on it but it's in foul territory actually hit the plate and bounced off to the left. How about that for a bullpen 20 game winner at Dobson 20 game winner Dave McNally each of whom has started a World Series game here in 1971. Justy looks, throws outside. It is one ball, two strikes to Chopin. Stargill in left is very shallow. Oliver in center, Clementi over in right. Clementi has been playing a shallow right field even against bigger hitters here. One, two, the count, and it's low. Ball two. Gibler put up both hands on the safe side as the ball actually went off the bat of Chope. He did not swing, and Sanguin did not hold on to it. Ball is popped up, may be in play, may not. Sanguin comes back to the screen, looks as it bounces about two feet onto the screen, and drops off. So one ball, two strikes to Chope. We are in the last of the ninth. It's all tied up at two apiece, and the winning run, Mark Belanger, stands down at first base with one out, and Chope with a count of one ball, two strikes. 60 ready to throw. Fastball. It is down low, and it is 2-2 to Chopin. Ball has hit the center field. Oliver has to go back on it as he was playing in shallow, but is back in plenty of time as the ball was hit high. And now they're two out as Belanger, who's down at second base, comes back to first. Well, it's up to Don Buford unless we go to extra innings. Buford's single in the first was erased on a double play, struck out swinging at a fastball in the third, homeward off Bob Moose in the sixth and drew a walk off Moose, with the fourth pitch actually turned by Justy in the seventh. A swing around to the right for this switch hitter who has shown us fine power in this series with two home runs in this park into the right field seat. Dusty keeping. Belanger, remember what happened back in the seventh inning. Palmer tried to bump Belanger over. Was unsuccessful, and Mark stole. Another check at first. And that set up the Davy Johnson bloop single to left field that drove him in with a tying run. Dusty doesn't want that winning run to go down to second base. Belanger takes the lead off at first. Dusty throws. It is low. Gets away from Sanguian, but he reaches back and snatches the ball up quickly. One ball. No strikes to Buford. Hernandez playing very nearly in back of second base, the shortstop, playing Buford way around to the right. Oliver well over in right center. Breaking pitch, strike. One ball, one strike to Buford. Ninth inning, two out. Belanger first. Two runs on eight hits, one error for the Pirates, and Baltimore threatening to win it. Two runs, six hits, and no errors. Dusty throws too low. Two balls, one strike. Well, there are 8,000 empty seats, and the 8,000 who decided not to come are probably missing one of the best ball games of the 71 series. They're all tied and could go to extra innings. two and one and there's a swinging strike too. Dusty took something off that pitch and Buford was way out in front Hebner at third base with Hernandez pulled over toward second is a good 15 feet off the line at third back again drive down the line it is a fair ball is on his way around second. Clementi with a great arm comes up with it. Belanger stops at third. Buford goes down to second as the throw comes home on one hop. A powerful throw from Roberto Clementi. But now with Davy Johnson coming up, we have Buford down at second with his third base hit of the day and the winning run 90 feet away. Johnson today. Got it into a double play. Back to the pitcher. Reached on a error at third, and singled in the tying run. And now the second baseman has a chance to become a real hero by driving in the winning run. Buford down at second. First base is open, but Boo Powell is the next batter. Two are out. Pirates two. Baltimore two. Makes it home from third base. We go to the seventh game of the World Series tomorrow afternoon. Two o'clock Eastern Time. It will start. Now, justin signals to Sanguia and He'd like to talk
0: things over. Justey
2: was the man that gave up the base hit to Johnson last time up. On a 2-2 pitch. Ready to throw. Fastball. It's fouled back near us. Strike one to Johnson. Baltimore won the first two games in this ballpark. Pittsburgh won the next three in their Free River Stadium. Baltimore's back home and would like to win again today. Justy throws. Swing and a miss by Johnson. It's two strikes. Justy's challenged him with a fastball in about the letters. Langer third, Buford at second. There are two out in the last of the night. Dusty throws ground ball toward the shortstop. Hernandez, it goes off his shoulder. Now throws to first. They got him at first. And a bang bang play. That ball ran off Hernandez's shoulder. And it's cast in. Back in the eighth inning on the ground ball hit by Brooks Robinson. He snatches it out of the air and threw on to get Davy Johnson. No run. One hit. No errors. And Belanger had already crossed home plate at the end of nine. Pittsburgh two, Baltimore two.
8: For the first time in this sixth game of the World Series, Baltimore goes to its bullpen as we move to the top of the 10th inning. And the fourth game Orioles starter, Pat Dobson, comes in to replace right-handed starter Jim Palmer. Only once this year did Dobson appear in relief and that was his last appearance of the season when he threw two innings of relief in a final game victory for Dave McNally over the Red Sox. Palmer the starter is now no longer involved in the decision. He goes the first nine innings, gives up two runs, eight hits, strikes out five and he walks one. Two runs, eight hits for the Pirates. Two runs, seven hits for the Orioles. Dave McNally continues to warm in the Baltimore bullpen. Here's Jim now on the top of the 10th. Thanks, Bill.
2: Vic Davalio will bat for Justy. Davalio has been up twice in this series, has a pinch hitter both times, and has won for two. Justy worked two and a third innings, gave up two hits, struck out three. One walk. Dobson's first pitch low and away to Davalio. Jim Palmer did a superb job for the Orioles, and of course, Justy did a great job to get out of that ninth inning struggle. Here's the ball, one pitch, line drive right to Johnson at second base. Davey went down to his knees to capture that line drive. And here is Cash. Dave Cash. Hard hitting, not long ball hitting, second baseman who today has popped up twice, grounded a short, and hit a sharp line that Belanger took on one hop and threw him out in the seventh. Two to two the score. We are in the tenth inning of the sixth World Series game. Entrusted to Pat Dobson. Strike. Slider drawn by Dobson, and of course... The Buccos will have to come back with a pitcher in the last of the tenth inning to replace Dave Justy fastball fouled off and goes into the Pirate dugout along the first baseline two strikes to catch Rich Hebner left handed swinger 0 for three today plus a walk kneels on deck Bob Miller throwing in the bullpen now for the Buccos overhand fastball and it's fouled at the plate and gets back to the screen. It is still two strikes to Davalio, or rather to uh, Dave Cash. Dobson ready to throw. The ball is lined on a base hit to right field. Cash takes the wide turn, watches Frank Robinson throw into the cutoff man, Davy Johnson. And now the go-ahead run is on for the Pirates as Cash gets his first hit today. And here comes Rich Hebner. Ebner fly to center, popped out, walked, and grounded the short. Ebner does have that power that produced for him 17 home runs during the regular season. A dramatic home run in one of the championship playoff games and a home run here in the series. Strike at the knees, breaking pitch. Dobson when he started that game Wednesday night up in Pittsburgh the first night game in the World Series history did have great stuff but could not make the good pitches couldn't get him over he had not pitched in about three weeks strike one pitch throws him a breaking pitch fouled at the plate and rolls over towards Clemente in the on deck circle one out on the 10th cash at first two to two the score. Tom or rather Dobson wants a new ball and will get it from John Kibler Mike Robinson rather deep in right field they're pulling Hebner around to the right he is a pull hitter youngster from Massachusetts could have been a great hockey player decided on baseball check over cash at first base Dave Cash has fine speed has not stolen the base in this series two strikes the count Dobson ready throws an off speed pitch that stays down low cash stole 13 bases in 18 attempts during the regular season Dobson the right hander. Ready to throw there goes the runner, swing and a miss. Hendricks throw down to second base and in safely is Cash with the stolen base. As Hebner strikes out, swinging to protect the runner who is obviously on the way to steal second base and now Cash is slow in getting up. Tony Bartirome, the trainer, runs out for the Pirates. Frank Osiak ran out, and they're talking to Cash. And, well, we are in the 10th inning. Cash is down at second base, still being ministered to. And the point is, with two out, here is Roberto Clemente. Came in, hitting at 4.29, has hit a triple and a home run, has lined to center and fly to left. That's the Pirates' fifth steal of the series. And they have done to the Orioles what the Orioles did to them when Belanger pulled off their first steal and scored the tying run in this 2-2 game. Well, here's Clemente Pometty has 11 base hits. Has hit safely now in 13 World Series, and they're going to take the bat right out of his hands. They're going to walk him. McNally continues to throw there is ball two to Clemente and you wonder will McNally come in to pitch to start or will they allow Dobson to stay in the pitch to the fella who led the major leagues in the home run ball three now to Roberto Clemente there's ball four we have runners now at first and second and here comes Earl Weaver and I think in a moment we'll say here comes Dave McNally. Weaver trudging out to the mound. Joe on deck. Willie today has struck out swinging twice, grounded out, and last time up, line to left field. Weaver talking to Dobson. And Dobson is all through. McNally will be coming on. Stargell against McNally in the first game struck out of the fastball in the first inning, walked, rounded out, and struck out again in the eighth. Well, he was 0 for three, and struck out two of those times. McNally, when he faced Stargell in the fifth game of the World Series, Stargell grounded out and fly to left. So McNally, who is coming in to pitch to Stargell, has allowed him a. Base on balls, and that is all. And here's Bill.
8: Jim, I've got to think that uh, with all the records they keep of uh, the World Series since it began, we may well have a first year this afternoon. Uh, Baltimore, which had four 20-game winners, and the first ball club to have it since uh, the White Sox back in the 20s, this afternoon's ball game. Now we've had three 20-game winners appear. Jim Palmer, the starter, who won 20. Pat Dobson, who also won 20 in his last start of 1971, and Dave McNally, who won 21 games during 1971. They have now all appeared in this sixth game of the World Series. Now, McNally pitched uh, in game five. He pitched only uh, four innings. He gave up four runs to the Pirates, all four of them, along with seven base hits. He was roughed up for seven of the nine Pirate base hits as he and the Orioles were defeated by Nelson Bryles to the tune of four to nothing. So Dobson in a sense that came in on the spot in a two two tie. He got D'Avalillo the leadoff man as the pinch hitter for Justy lining out then Cash delivered a base hit and as Hebner fanned Cash stole second base. And uh, from the, uh, the standpoint of uh, doing the right thing that's exactly what Earl Weaver did with the tie breaking run at second base namely Dave Cash. He gave Clemente who had tripled and homered in Homer in ball game, He gave Clemente first base Yank Dobson brings on 21 game winner McNally for his third pitching appearance in this series and naturally his first as a reliever. So you've got the crafty McNally against the power of Stargill plus Jim Simpson. All right Bill started is
2: all for four today Have the major leagues and home runs up there swinging that bat now waits for the first McNally pitch throws way outside and away from Dargill ball one down at second after a single in the stolen base Dave Cash on with the intention to walk as Roberto Clemente Gargill did not hit in those championship games against the Giants has not been a big hitter in the World Series if he is to be off the hook and to do very well there's a big swing and a miss this would be Woody's spot but McDowell simply blew that fastball right by him. Rickard and Watt who've been up and throwing before are up and throwing again in this series, McNally's pitched 13 innings, earn run average of 2.08. One ball, one strike to Starjo, low and away again. Hendricks down to his knees to dig it out. Two out, tenth inning, two to two to score. Pirates have a great shot here with a 295 hitter during the regular season with those 125 RBIs and 48 home runs. But he's facing a 20 game winner who is a left hander pitching to the left hander starter now ready it's high with the fastball and it's three and one now must come in with a pitch and waiting on deck is another left handed hitter Al Oliver who already has doubled and scored one of the two piled runs. Clementi way off at first base. They're not holding against him with the left-hander Stargell up here. Here's the 3-1 pitch, way outside and low. Ball four. Stargell walks. The bases are loaded with two out, and here comes Al Oliver. That's the third walk given up by the Baltimore staff. Palmer did gave up one in his nine innings. Dobson walked Clementi intentionally, and now Stargell draws the walk. Here's Al Oliver, doubled and scored in the second. Grounded out and flied out twice. Don Kibler out in front of the plate. This is Dave McNally's first relief appearance since July 19th of 1969 at Boston. Al Oliver, left-hander, stands well back at the plate. McNally ready to throw. Outside and low again. Ball one. I don't have to tell you. A base on balls and the Pirates take the lead. Now they're ready. Oliver waits. It's strike at the knees, catching the outside corner. Cash is at third. Clementi at second. Stargell at first. Almost sounds like an all-star lineup, doesn't it, for the National League? One ball, one strike. Oliver waits. Down he throws. Ground ball, and it is fouled down the first base line. Oliver topped that ball, and it's one ball, two strikes. McNally was behind the Stargill 3 and one and walked in. Now he is ahead of Oliver, one and two. Two runs, nine hits, one error for the Pirates. Two runs, seven hits, no errors for the Orioles in the top of the 10. Oliver waits. McNally ready. One, two pitch, it's low and away.
0: Two balls, two strikes.
2: McNally looks over at third base. Ready? Here's the 2-2 pitch. The ball is hit to center field. Back goes Rentman. Still back near the warning track. Backing on the ball and takes it for the third out. No runs, one hit, no errors, and the bases are left loaded. The Pirates in this jersey have now left 59 men on base. We go to the last of the tenth of a 2-2 ball game.
1: This is WGN Radio
5: Chicago. Imagine you're a child again. The fun you had, the dreams you dreamed. Then imagine you're a child again, and you can't even walk. The Shriners imagined a hospital for crippled children, where the care was free, where a child's race and religion weren't important. Then they built these hospitals all over America. If you know a crippled child who needs big help, call the Shriners toll-free 800 235 5055 800 235 5055 you don't have to be a Shriner or be connected with the shrine in any way all you have to do is to call toll free 800 235 5055 that's 800 235 5055
8: together with Bob Prince and Jim Simpson this is Bill O'Donnell and before we go to the bottom of the 10th inning two changes now for Pittsburgh their new pitcher right handed reliever Bob Miller follows Bob Moose Bob Johnson Dave Justy and also a new center fielder. Davolio, big Davalio who batted in the top of the tenth inning. Davalio remains in the ball game. Davaleo plays center for Oliver. That means that the pitcher Miller will be batting in Oliver's spot, fifth in the order. Miller's third appearance in this World Series. He appeared in games one and two. Back to Jim in the bottom of the tenth. Boog Powell leads it off against Bob Miller and takes
2: outside ball one. Powell flies to right in the first. Pop to the second baseman in the fourth. Single in the sixth and fly deep to left in the seventh. Miller has been in two games before his own run average in the series two point two five has worked four innings. This is his sixth series game the ball one count one big hop to cash at second base against the shifted infield and he throws on to Robertson and there's one out on the Baltimore 10th. We have had one bad hop over Belanger shortstop and we've had a ball run up the arm of cash and run up the arm of Hernandez. Some hops coming off this Baltimore infield. Here is Frank Robinson. 2-2. Robinson has hit two home runs in the series. Today he is over 4 and has struck out twice. <laughs> Orioles win it. They're back for a seventh game tomorrow. Pirates win it. It's all over. Outside of the fastball, it's ball one to Frank Robinson. Frank struck out in the second and the eighth, and in between he lined a right and popped to the shortstop. Down to the screen. Moose, Johnson, Justy, and now Miller. Or Pittsburgh. Tomorrow, Mike Cuellar and Steve Blass, if there be a tomorrow for the 1971 World Series. Lang Robinson straight away and deep, although those has pulled a little bit more to the left. Miller's back throws a curveball outside and low. Two balls, one strike. Miller, during the regular season with the Pirates, and an unrun average of 1.29 in his overall season, 8-5 and, and a 1.64 run average. 2-1, fastball is up high, it is 3-1. Bob has been around for a dozen years in the Major Leagues and says the biggest thing he's got going for him now is experience. Right now, he is down 3-1 and one to Frank Robinson, and Rettman is on deck. Miller ready to throw and throws, just missing the outside corner. Ball four, the winning run. Frank Robinson drops down the first base. And here is Merv Rettman. Nobody throwing out on the Bucco bullpen at this moment. Nor is there anyone throwing in the Oil bullpen. Two to two, the score. Last of the tenth. Wherever you're listening around the world or around the United States, we welcome you to this sixth game of the World Series, and we've got one, haven't we? The damage. waits, right hander, bouncing ball up the middle. Cash comes over. Can't get by goes on by and Robinson goes to third base. Here's the throw to third base. He is safe at third. Runners at the corner with one out. Robinson the most viable player a year ago in the World Series comes up one for four today the best clutch hitter that the Orioles have the Pirates scouting report best Brooks at the top of the most feared hitters Brooks during the season hit two seventy two but twenty home runs and ninety two RBI. Seventh game of the World Series. The fly ball can do it. Robinson, third base, still has speed. Miller throws, foul back toward the screen. Strike one. Well, the Orioles had runners at first and third with two out in the ninth inning and couldn't get them home. Now they've got runners at the corners with one out. Miller throws breaking pitch outside one ball one strike Baltimore fans almost to a person on the edge of the seat fastball in on him and he swings and misses one ball two strikes Miller's doing a lot of walking around on the mound staring out adjusting his cap. Tugging at his trousers. Now steps off. One ball, two strikes as he's moved out ahead of Brooks Robinson with big Ellie Hendricks on deck. High ball game, last attempt. There goes a runner, and Brooks fouls it away to the right. Rettman was on his way to second. Brooks fouled it away, and the question would have been: would Sandean have thrown the second, or would he have simply given? Retman, second base because the Orioles only need a run and it's all over. on ball, two strikes. Redman not going. Ball is hit out the center field. David on short center field. Robinson tags. Here comes the throw. It is up the line.
3: We go to seven games.
0: short center field Davalio was playing in there because the deep fly would have scored him easily.